0: Okay. You the,
1: like, spray paint smell they have on them. That's, yeah, that's how you can tell. That they're not real. They're not real. Oh, I didn't
2: know you that. You can also see through them. Oh, an interesting, interesting yeah. thing, in fact about Pokemon. Yeah. Did you get the new Pokemon yet, Andrew? That's yeah. Bu-
0: that, that's bullshit, right? What? What you just said? What? Spray paint on Pokemon cards. Smell this. Like
1: yeah. I actually sniffed this.
2: That one's just a fake Pokemon card that These I got. These are
1: fakes. Those are proxies. Smell it. it. Smells kind of weird. Yeah. Yes, that's fake. Sp- sp- that's the joke I'm making, is that it smells like spray paint, because it, it literally does smell like spray paint.
0: Oh. I thought you meant somebody was that good with spray paint. To where no. Where they could legitimately make a Pokemon card using spray paint. I was like, holy crap. No, the mm. smell on it is kind of a dead giveaway that it's a proxy, not real.
1: Ah.
2: Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: There. Did you get the Pokemon there? Yeah! And... <sighs>
2: And, oh, before for yet.
0: we're managing, um, I'm Adam I'm not very far in it yet. Yeah, we're, okay. we're recording now, so Because
1: ready. I was playing Sonic
0: Frontiers. Are you guys actually and- both enjoying that game, honest god. Yeah, you? I like it. I think it's fun. I think there's legitimate okay, issues it, with it, but I think it's fun. Because you yeah. hear
2: me out, like, every time I... Like, I'm hearing you. I, what I see is like, man, dude, I actually kind of want to play this game. But then, like, the internet is just, like, bashing it for, like, the most dumbest things it sounds Video like. Video
0: game donkey. What? Video game donkey. Who's that? He's a YouTuber that everybody rallied behind him and basically bashed Metacritic score just because.
1: Yeah. Long story short, he review he reviewed this game very shittily. I'm not watching his video because he drops
0: spoilers in it
1: uh, without warning people. Wait, what? Yeah. So like, apparently, like halfway through the video, he just shows the final boss without giving any spoiler warnings and shit like that. People were pissed about that. Long story short, I haven't watched his video on it yet, but apparently he had some pretty nuclear takes on the game. Okay. And his fans rallied behind him for some reason and then review bombed the game for with no reason, without playing it themselves.
0: Did they review bomb it or did did they they give it? Did they give it ten out of tens because of? Okay. No, they review bombed
1: it. They did. They they gave it really miserable scores without actually playing the
0: game themselves.
1: They just Uh, watched his video and it's just
0: like, so you can tell because they say in the review. Dunky, Dunky yeah. Fan, something, something. Yeah. That's their that's their, yeah, name. Yeah, so
1: effectively, they a lot of people kind of unfairly reviewed this game by a YouTuber's opinion instead sure. of, you know, actually
0: playing the game themselves. That's why, like, he actually just said uh, he'll never trust Metacritic. They yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't trust yeah.
2: I can't trust it anymore. Like there are so many times where like this, like this game is terrible. It's crap. It's bad. I play it. I'm like, this is really enjoyable. It's like, where is this coming from? Like, what is the mindset of? Because our
0: our discussion was off of uh, Gotham Knights. Everybody bashed the hell out of it. But
2: everyone I've talked it's to has it, it's better now. But yet
0: the reviews are still trash. Yeah, but it, ev- it's way better now. But, the
2: same, but everyone I've talked to says the same freaking thing over and over and over again. That man, this is fun.
0: Yeah, I, I like. It.
2: I like playing as Robin or Batgirl. If you want to play like Batman, Batgirl's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's still kind of like bummed—not bummed out, but like confused about the whole entire bunny hopping in air with I magic. Don't care with about that. But that's about it, you know, situation. Like, because like we all wanted Red Hood to be something a little bit different, like the combat. He, he's
0: action. fun. His combat's pretty cool.
2: Oh yeah, I know that. But I mean, like, uh, who are you? Who's your favorite to play so far in that
0: game? On a Scudro, like it's a tie between Batgirl and Robin.
2: Really? Okay. It's legitimately Robin's a tie. more stealth, though, right?
0: Yeah, he can sneak around. Well, I just I just don't what's like... Red
2: Hood... Well, not Red Hood. Um, What's N- um, Nightwing's play style, then?
0: Uh, he's basically a brawler. He's, like, in your face, beat the living crap out well, of he's you. He's
2: got those little staff things, yeah. those little mini staff things. Okay? Uh, basically,
0: like, handheld batons, essentially.
2: Yeah. I forgot. They're they're called something. I just can't think of their names right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know. call it... Me as a five-year-old, I'm going to hit you with a bunch of sticks.
0: Beaters. Yeah. Whoa! we went there. Yeah. what we what what do you call the little tiny police bat- baseball bats? Batons. Batons. So it's basically batons on it is what he yeah. has. Okay. I'm not I'm not talking like baton, baton. I'm talking like in uh, Team Fortress. Oh. What is the scout's weapon? Baton. A bat. Okay, okay, so, it's a baseball bat. Okay, so maybe it's not quite a baseball bat. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, he uses Wait a baseball, now, baseball but bat. But like,
2: everyone I talk to who's playing the game goes, yeah, there were some problems with it, but you know, overall, I'm having a blast my, playing it. My
0: biggest issue with Gotham Knights was that the the bat cycle frame rate was trash. They have fixed that. So, I mean, I'm fine with it. Okay. I haven't played it in a while because I've just been but playing now, other stuff.
2: Is there a frame rate? Now, I'm, the only thing that kind of bums me out the most about Sonic Frontier is I wanted to buy it for the Switch, and everyone's saying,
3: mm. no. Yeah.
2: No, 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 no. Yes, yeah, it's, it's
0: pretty poorly optimized on the Switch. Yeah.
2: They say, buy on your PS4
0: or get it on your your Street PC. X. Just get it on PC. Yeah, I, I bought it on PS5. It, it runs fine. I like it. Okay. I, I'm just royally bad at the game. Like, I'm. And I'm intimidated by the bosses like I, I've I've beaten ninja ninja's a mini boss yeah kind of but I wouldn't even really call him a the boss he's streamer, not that hard you beat no. Him? Awesome. no 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 but then there's what the tower which I have not gone I've gone towards him and I'm just like that thing is huge yeah. I don't know where to even begin to fight that guy no this
2: is open world right yeah okay that, well so that's, that's what, the open that's world you
0: also a- have the cyber levels in that game where it's like you just you go up to a pillar thing zone in try to do a time trial essentially and then zone back out Okay, and those are either a third-person behind Sonic view, or there's also the side scrolly traditional Sonic types too. Okay. Yes. Um, anything else to add <clears throat> to Sonic Frontiers? Like you're probably farther than me.
1: I hundred ha- percent of the
2: first. It creams the rabbit. That's the most important thing. I about. ran into ra- is, it, is it? The is it rabbit
0: who's there? the who's the lady you're trying to save at first? With Amy. the hearts, Amy. So I ran into her. Yeah. So I have 100% of the first
1: island. I am, like, 98% of the way through the second island. You're I'm way kind of, farther Because I'm you. kind of 100%ing the game as I go through mm. it. Uh, cause I, I, and I think that should be a testament that I am enjoying the game enough to 100% as I'm playing through it. Sure. Because I actually have been enjoying it. I have about eight and a half hours into it so far. So I, I honestly can't see that the game doesn't have a lack of content, you know, for a new AAA-developed game. You know, it's not like some of the newer, like, games. Like, Sonic Mania had, like seven or eight hours of gameplay in it before you beat the credits. Mm. But, I mean, there's a bunch of optional content in that game, but I'm 100% of this game as I go through it. So there's enough content, I think, already to kind of justify the price in terms of, like, what I've played with it. Sure. I will say the game is really fun to play. Playing in the overworld is exhilarating. Going yeah. as fast as you do, especially once you get max rings, the, oh, ma- yeah. the max speed you actually hit with that is a What's lot What's the of- level
0: What for speed? How far... How- What's the highest level for speed? 99. God, I'm at eight.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The highest is is 99. So Uh. picture that for a second. Um, I could say that one of the things that they do that's very smart with the game uh, so far in terms of design is I have noticed that they have made it to where the first island is considerably smaller than the second
0: island. Uh. So
1: it's one of those things that I'm going to guess that each zone gets progressively bigger and bigger, (laughs) which is supposed to keep up with your level of speed that you're getting. Sure. And And I think if that is the case that they're doing, that's a very smart game design. I have noticed a lot of very small, nuanced designs about this game that I'm a big fan of. The biggest problem I've had with this game so far, honestly, has been its controls
0: a specific... The, the camera's a little wonky.
1: The the camera's a little wonky, but in the overworld, it's okay. But genuinely, I think some of the biggest problems I've had of this game so far have been within the individual stages themselves. Mm. Because as you probably have guessed so far, the way that it works is that you have stages one through eight in each island. Mm. And so there's basically eight like, digital worlds yeah. that you go cyber to. Yeah, cyber levels. Yeah, so it's basically this game's excuse for having levels. So the way to think about each island is kind of like, uh, uh, it's, it's closer to a hub world.
0: Sure. If with stuff to do so, in it. So, sort of like, um, oh, what the hell? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. If you guys played that, it's kind of like her hub world. No, I never played oh, that. Oh, okay. I so only you actually have enemies in this hub world as well. You have enemies in this hub world. You have
1: objectives and things to do in this hub world. And this hub world basically is like collect all the Master Emeralds or rescue Amy or figure out these story beats. And that's one of the things I do like about this uh, the open world here is what that it is very. if I don't want to rescue Amy. No, nah, you have to. That's you
0: that's have very, to. It's, it's, part, it's part, part of the story. Of the
1: story. Uh, but I, I really have enjoyed the non linearity of it. I think that's one of the strongest aspects of this game is that it's like okay the game isn't saying okay we'll go defeat these titans and then go get the map unlocked and then go get amy and then go get the master emeralds like you can kind of tackle these things in any order that you want to and the game doesn't really force you to do that in any specific way and i like that the stages are the same way you can discover stages in any order that you want to Hmm. and i think that's actually
0: a really good uh good you know design choice i actually really enjoy that um, I actually didn't check, but can't these cyber levels be accessed from the main menu, like, instantly? I don't know. I didn't check that out. Okay. If that's the case, that's even smarter. I, I thought I thought that was a feature in this game. You could actually, like, just zone into any cyber level that you've unlocked. I think you can just access it instantly from the main menu.
1: If that isn't the case, that's actually a very smart decision on their part, and I'm yep. really happy that they did that. Right. So you don't have to manually run to each world. That's actually good. Um, The thing is about the cyber levels, I've noticed particularly, is that the physics in them are a little wonky. And I'm (laughs) not a fan of that. I think, honestly, they could have fine-tuned that some more. Apparently, going back to Donkey's review, because I haven't listened to it. I'm not watching it yet until I beat the game, especially if he just drops spoilers in it. Sure. Is um, the... The, the thing that he was on about is that apparently the devs promised a lot of things that you were able to do in this game that are apparently not in the final product and I don't know if that's the truth or not and I think that is a virtue of me not looking into this game before it came out and not knowing what they said mm. beforehand and sure. so that probably might be one of the reasons my review on this so far is a bit more positive. My experience is more positive with it because I didn't think about looking up at the devs or saying they wanted you to do. Even if like I would have known they were saying these things that they wanted the player to be able to do and they're not in the final product like is that really such a bad thing like content gets cut all the time in video games that just happens intrinsically okay so if they said they wanted you to be able to do this and it's not the final product is that really that big of a fucking problem what
0: is your opinion though of developers intentionally cutting out completed content that they have finished only to make it DLC.
1: No, that's bullshit. Paid DLC. No, that's bullshit. Stuff like that's bullshit. If you have to cut content because it's not finished or you have to cut content because, you know, you just don't have time to finish it or if you have to cut content because, you know, like, hey, we do have this one part finished, but if we don't have part A and B finished, it just make, it just sours the experience, then I understand that. But to say that, you know, you have content finished and you're just not putting it in the game because you want to release it as later, that's bullshit. DLC, it should be for actual expansions on content, not content that you've already created, you just want to ring Got more money sure. so
0: like, I, so in the case of sonic frontiers give us another world or, uh, or, no, or whatever another island
1: i i don't know if that's Maybe. the case or not i don't know if it's uh, just an island or if it was features in the game that were cut that he said apparently in his review again i'm only going mm-hmm. by second nature here sure, so i don't know yeah. exactly per se right uh what's you know in his review and i'm not going to watch it until after again i beat the game but right now i my 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 experience on this game is mostly positive <laughs> I do think that the stages are good the music is fantastic hell yeah the music is
0: actually fantastic so and, you'll hear Sonic uh, Sonic Frontier music in this podcast because spoiler I actually went to YouTube and ripped it but I'm still buying the CD yeah. I gotta support those guys this music's bombing. yeah
1: this music is actually amazing <laughs> yeah. like they did a good job like as soon as I entered stage 1-2 I listened to the music I was like what is this yeah. music this is so hell yeah. good Yeah, this like awesome. it's actually really so, good if
2: you were to rate like a Sonic Games that you played so far, where would you
1: kind of rate this one? I, okay. I
0: can't do that. I
1: can't do it on a scale per se, but I can definitely say I'm probably having.
0: How does this Sonic game compare to the other 3D Sonic games? So,
1: there that's, we go. That, there that's a good go. question yep. to ask because if you're going to compare it to Sonic Forces, which was the last 3D Sonic game they came out with, this game blows that one way out of the water.
0: How about Unleashed?
1: Uh, I never played Unleashed, but a lot of people will say that Unleashed was great for the, the Sonic levels and was awful for the Werehogs mm-hmm. head
0: levels. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, uh, Sonic and the Black Knight. Uh, the game was awful <laughs> From what I heard Sonic 06 uh, Worst game ever made Okay
2: Shadow the Hedgehog
0: Because a lot of people Were like uh, Sega has failed In the last couple Of Sonic games Don't expect much From this one
1: And that's one of the things Is that I, I can say that As a long term Sonic fan Because one of the first Video games I ever played Was Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> Back when I was a kid And yeah. I played the original Sonic the Hedgehog So I could definitely say That have they let us down On some of the last projects Yes I can definitely say that I, So for me to say Okay I don't expect much from this game to I play it and I'm actually very pleasantly surprised that it's not amazing but it's not bad sure. I would say that it might reach levels of greatness and I do think that they have a lot of aspects of this game well done so I would say that this game rates you know great on my scale so far sure so in that aspect I think it's really good I can say I probably have just as about as much fun with this game as I did with say Sonic uh, Adventure 2 when I got to play that on the game okay too. now
2: my thing is just this and okay out of the scale of like like how surprised were you like wanting to buy this were you like kinda?
1: Of no i i had no intentions of buying this when, it first, okay. when i first heard about it because it's like okay 3d sonic game don't give a shit i've been burned before we know where this is going sonic forces i heard about the avatars as one of their selling points i was like okay this is a meme i'm buying this as a meme and i knew that when i went into it what do you mean by avatars like
0: you, you get to make, your own, you make your own
1: character you make your own character you, you make your
0: co- own character and run like sonic
1: yes yes what
0: the yes okay.
1: Yes. So, so the whole selling point. Wait, of Sonic. is that a side scroller? I think I've seen no, you play th- that. No, it's three D. Oh, never mind. Sonic Forces was three D, and it was not good. What? My what? friend loves that game, though. I I love it for all the wrong reasons. I don't like it because the gameplay is great. I love it for all the
0: wrong reasons. Mm. Oh, okay. It there was some like indie game or something that you bought on Sonic Steam. Mania. That was Sonic Mania? Sonic Mania was the... are you talking about Freedom Planet? Freedom Planet. That's the one. Okay, Freedom
1: Planet 2 actually just came out. That's another game I need to look into a little bit, but I've... Uh, right now, we're kind of suffering from the exact opposite of the summer drought, which is we have every overload. single- load. Yeah, gaming we have-, overload. We have Dude, uh,
2: I have so many games right now. It's I, not even funny. I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. I haven't even touched Tales of Borderland. I only played two hours of Pokemon.
1: Yeah, so at this point, I could say that it, right now, we're actually in a really good oasis of gaming in terms of like how much content we have to go through right now, which is good. That's It's better to have more shit to do than not With enough shit to do. We're the fat emperors right now eating grapes while someone carries us, like, that's- a, that's kind of where we are right now, yeah, in terms of how many games are on the market right now. And that's a good thing. So my, again, my my first few hours, eight hours or so with Sonic Frontiers has been really good. If you're gonna just trust somebody and say that the game is awful flat out, then I think that you need to buy the game for yourself. I don't think you will give the game a chance. Uh, I 40 bucks, so I'm kind of waiting for like Black Friday deals and I might just descend upon it. Again, I could definitely say the game has issues with its physics. I have noticed that when you jump in the game, especially the 2D sections, it doesn't feel natural. Sonic's like jump to tra-
0: trajectory does not feel natural. I... How about uh, I? It could be just I'm not very good at the game. But when you're on the rails and you got like a section of three and you're trying to jump between them, do you fall off those rails at all or like totally whip those jumps? No, I just hit the L and R button.
1: If you hit the huh. L, if you hit the L and R button, he will automatically jump from rail to rail.
0: Damn it, I did not
1: know that. Yeah, it, I've been doing that manually. <laughs> yeah, don't do it manually. Okay. If you just hit L and R, it does it for you. So right. there's a lot of little cheats like that okay. that help you with that. I didn't know that. about that. Yeah, so you'll 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 learn that especially if like you listen to some of the tutorials. It actually helps you with that. And okay. I did like that about this game that there's Yeah, a lot of the loading
0: screen is a tutorial. Yeah, and I did
1: like that. I think that's actually really clever and it actually does teach you a lot of basic controls that you well, might didn't not Devil know about. did not
2: cry do that sometimes. Yep. yep. Yeah, so it, Double was, May cry like, also it was like that. here, you know, are loading, you suck. your moves, you know. Yeah.
1: But um, so, again, I think that Sonic Frontiers so far rates pretty great. I want to see the rest of this game. I do want to play it. I want to keep playing it. That's the thing about this is that this isn't one of those things like Sonic Forces where it's like, okay, I got six hours in. I've beaten most of the game. I'm not finishing this game. It's not worth my time. As opposed to Sonic Frontiers, I could definitely say this game is worth your time and it's worth playing. Um, In terms of, like, story, the story presentation so far
0: is good. What I don't... do you think of the main, uh, the main enemy though? Isn't her, Sage? do you, do you think her delivery is flat? Do you think you're, you're are you I, happy with the way she sounds? She's supposed to be that way. That's what I think. A-
1: and so, and her name is Sage. You learn that a little bit later. Mm. But the thing is, is that so far I think she's interesting enough to where I want to know about her character. I kind of like how they portray Eggman in this game so far. He hasn't been overly loud, hmm. even in the cutscenes that I've watched with him. He's a little bit more calm in his demeanor, though he does have that Eggman vibe to him, and I've liked that. Okay. So is it
2: the Eggman with the skinny legs? Uh, the, the egg-shaped body. With yeah, the big- we, okay. we 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 kind of have that cartoon version. That's
0: not the cartoon version, though. So, again... Did you ever see a Sonic game where they do the Jim Carrey version of Eggman? Could you ever see them putting his his likeness into a Sonic game? I could, but I don't think they ever would. Uh, So... But, yeah. Um,
1: And he retired. Isn't that sad? Yeah, Yeah. he's not going to come back for the third movie, which is sad. So, again, I I definitely give this game a recommendation. Like, it's a thumbs up for me. It's worth buying. It's worth playing. Um, I do want to finish the game first, because who knows? I could... Beat, you know, uh, by the time of the fourth time, I might be like, Yeah, I'm done with this game, it's awful. I, I, again, I think that the individual levels themselves have been the worst part of the game to me so far. I feel like some stages they have not uh, taken into consideration, like mm-hmm. in uh, like the time attack. So, we're gonna go back to like stage one, two, here. Mm-hmm. The, the stage one, two for its time attack was one of the more difficult stages for me to beat on the island for its time attack. Hmm. Uh, And it was very tight, and it actually did require me to learn how to play the game properly and learn what routes to take that were the fastest routes and how to get the most speed out of the game. And I do like that level of challenge, but I felt like it was incredibly tightly tuned as opposed to some of the other stages. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to collect the red coins first on my first playthrough, and I've had some stages where I in the very first try, I complete all four objectives without trying. Hmm. And it's like I'm not just like a few seconds below the time for an S rank. It's like a minute. And it's like he's talking about S rank. I get D's. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I have an S rank without do like it's like I just played the level and got it on my first so try. It's just that, like
2: it's like Devil May Cry style. Like you can
1: do like some cool. No, no, like, so your time on the stage gives you a rank. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, oh, okay. I thought so your was like, to, it was like no, no. you could
2: do stuff and no, no give no. you
1: that rank. No, it, <laughs> is, it is
0: a time trial. Yeah,
1: it is a time trial. Every stage has four objectives. It wants you to complete, obviously beat the stage <clears> uh, with under a certain amount of time, get five red rings, get a certain number of rings, and, <clears> uh, <throat> I think it is just complete the stage. Be home before quickly.
2: dinner. I mean. Yeah,
1: and so and you can redo it as much as you, you want. You can redo it as much as you want, which is great. So, uh, so like when I got how that. How
2: much replayability do you think this game will have? A uh, lot, a
1: lot. Uh, Speedrunners are gonna love this shit. Speedrunners are gonna eat this game. That's alive. what I was about to
2: say. I was like, I kind of like, I haven't heard or seen anything from people like doing the speedrun challenge yet about this game. So I
1: think like a lot of people uh, are. Well, oh, it's to a feel, it's a
0: big game though. People yeah, it's a big game. It first.
1: Yeah, it's a big game. People are still getting through it, and people are still discovering speedrunning tricks. I think this game is gonna be amazing for speedrunning. It's going to be a little bit longer than some of your other traditional games.
0: Well, could you see speedrunners being like 1-2 uh, cyber level, let's go. Who can get the fastest time?
1: So, the interest, yes I could see that too,
0: but the interesting thing about it too
1: is that, like, you need the vault keys in order to progress the story. So it's yep. not even going to be one of those things of like, okay, well how fast can we just beat each individual stage? So when you beat a stage, you get Uh, vault keys for completing the missions in it, which is beating the stage S-rank, red coins, certain number of rings by the time you beat the stage.
0: Aren't there purple coins too? I think I remember collecting purple coins in the open world. Yeah. What are those? For fishing. What? Yeah. I can fish
2: in Sonic. Biggs
0: the cat? Yeah. Okay, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I
2: heard about that, though. I heard about that. Holy shit. Yeah, it's actually that the game. straight up my honest-to-God thing I wanted. It's so badly to happen in God of War Ragnarok. It's just let me fish. Yeah. Just have Mimir talk to me while I fish. I just want that in my life, because, like, listening to Mimir tell lore's and the stories of, like, the Norse gods is so satisfying.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Biggs the cat does talk a little bit, but he doesn't, like, talk while you're fishing the whole time, unfortunately. How that'd How does be great. he talk? Like, 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 is his voice deep? I don't Hi, think...
0: Sonic. What do you think Would of...
1: you like to go fishing?
0: Yeah, I kind okay, of... I see. I've never like heard that's... his... I don't think I've ever heard his voice. What do you think of Sonic's voice? Uh, It's deeper. I've noticed It's
1: a little weird. Yeah, I, I did want to comment on his voice acting. I don't think the voice actor is doing a bad job. Right. It's just that he sounds older, yeah. and you can tell. Yeah. Uh, Knuckles' voice acting sounds good. Tails... Yeah, I heard him Sounds fine. Amy sounds fine. Eggman is still uh, the same voice actor. They've always had So I love his voice actor just by default again, Sage is flat, but there's a reason for that Um, Again so far. I think the game is pretty good I think that it has a lot higher production that they put into Sonic Forces and I think that they actually did try with this game a bit I I do think that in the future honestly, they need to like better their engine a little bit again
0: Mm
1: -hmm. one of the stages that comes up like there's moving platforms and so if you're standing on one of these platforms and you try to move your your physics aren't very well done. So uh-huh. like it's like a good ex- like a good explanation of like doing this is that like if you were running on a platform like that's running this way or like rotating to the left and you're running to the right and if you were running in place you would figure that your momentum would just be up and down. Sure. But in this game, it can kind of go either way. I've noticed where sometimes Uh you will jump and it will just send you backwards. And other times you will jump and it will just lurch you forward. And it feels unnatural in that Hmm. regard. And I've noticed that some stages,
0: like, the physics feel really off for your jumps. I I've noticed they were fine in the side-scrolling cyber levels, though. What's up? The side-scrolling cyber levels when you're on those uh, ch- the platforms held by chains and they're going like this, yeah. And you have to jump onto the, up- the when it's side-scrolling, it feels fine.
1: Yeah, the side-scrolling like Sonic feels a little heavy in my opinion, sure. but otherwise it's not bad. It feels again a lot better than it did in Sonic Forces, where <laughs> he was like a two-ton weight when you
0: jumped with him. It was awful. Does the PC get the free DLC, the shoes and the Monster Hunter stuff? Uh, don't think so if okay. they did I didn't check so on it. PlayStation you I think you have to sign up their the Sonic website I'm not sure what what exactly the address is but you get um, a monster hunter helm monster hunter armor and the red boots oh that's cool it, it doesn't do anything it's just cosmetic, cosmetic but it's cool yeah that's cool but
1: so yeah, again, I think that the physics are a little bit weird, and that's like one of the things that kind of knocks the game down a little bit, a few pegs for me. Is that I think honestly the physics should have been tightened more for this game before mm-hmm. final release. But I can't deny the level of quality and polish that has gone into every other aspect of the game. Again, the, gra- it the looks game, the game, awesome. the game looks awesome. Yeah, and, and again, the like the the sense of actual speed you get with Sonic in the Overworld is actually exhilarating. Does he aware? I, I am a Does speed level seven.
0: On. I have no. I mean, yeah. you have the boost ability, but the, the I, boost is a lot of fun. Sure. So. If you even
1: like the boost, too, here's a little trick for you. If you actually run an infinity symbol, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get infinite I boost. heard about that, yeah. yeah and what it, is it,
0: that called? Uh, what's that? loop? I think it's Psyloop. Yeah, Psy-loop. Is what it's called, yeah. Yeah, you so want to explain that? So the side difference?
1: loop is, uh, pretty quickly for people, is that basically Sonic gets this ability. Uh, think of it kind of like uh, Knights into Dreams, if you've ever played that. No. Where, I, know what, I know what it is, though. Yeah, kind of like where Sonic will start to leave a trail, and if you close it in on itself and you let go of the button, it'll have different effects that it does. If you do it on enemies, it can drop their guard, and it can actually break their shields. Yep. If you do it in the overworld, sometimes it'll farm rings, it'll farm memories, it'll farm power seeds and defense seeds. Like you
0: can get. Items. I don't know what half that shit is. Yeah, you'll figure it out. If uh, you play it. That map sucks. I don't like the overworld map. They don't label anything. I don't know what help what, what any of the the things mean because there's no key to label what any of those icons are. Uh so have you been unlocking the map? Yes, using Slow, the things. Well, I I've, I've done what two two unlocks. To to expand the map yeah. or whatever, so, I'm not that far. I'm so, actually very early on.
1: Yeah, so though you'll find those like pillars that have like the question marks mm-hmm. on it, and if you actually unlock those, it'll unlock more of the map physically, sure. so you can see it yeah. on your mini map. Right. But so that will start to label things. Like it won't really label it. But it it gives g- it gives
0: it gives you symbols, but then it's like, what do these symbols mean?
1: Uh, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, the symbols I. Thought there was a key on the map because like I was able to pretty good. Out oh, there, I don't quickly. remember
0: seeing a, uh, a key. Yeah, because like the little hearts are just like the Amy memories and sure. stuff like that, and it kind of just labels. I think everything. I remember seeing like a diamond looking thing. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Yeah, you'll figure it it's out. It's pretty convoluted. There's a lot of shit to do.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of shit to do, and that's one of the reasons why I also liked it too. Is that like at the very beginning? It feels very overwhelming because it's like, oh, there's a lot of shit to yeah. do, and that's again good idea for open world. And that's one of the things again I love the aspect that's happening with the gaming market lately, especially with like Breath of the Wild coming forward and saying like, hey, here's what you can do with the open world formula and all these other games are now starting to just adopt that in mass and it has been very healthy for the gaming market lately so again even like going into scarlet and violet and like even legends arceus where they try to adopt more of this open world mentality i think it's been very good for these types of games to adopt these ideas and then try to see if they can work with them and not every game is going to succeed with it but a lot of games so far have and i think again sonic is one of those games that having that wide open space with him for this that sense of speed yeah. works wonders for him. What do you
0: like more, the open world or the cyber levels?
1: So again, the open world, I th- the cyber levels, I think if they were a little bit more tightly tuned for their control schemes, I might like them more. Ah. I do think, again, the problem with the cyber level so far is that Sonic's controls are more tuned for this open world wide exploration and not so much on these levels. The speed isn't the issue. It is actually the control physics themselves that are the issue. Mm -hmm. And that has been my problem with it so far. So I think if honestly Sonic controlled it a little bit differently in the cyber levels than he did the overworld, I think the cyber levels, some of them are well enough designed to where I would like them more, but so far because of the way that they have opened with like the the map and made Sonic able to move freely through this map, I love that so much more. And I would really hope that for more 3D Sonic games coming out, like maybe Sonic Adventure 3, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that they would still open like the maps up more, even if you had them as stages traditionally, like you had in Sonic Adventure in the past, yeah. make them more open. So Sonic speed can really shine. Sure, I think the level of speed again, that you have with Sonic right now is what people have been wanting from these games for a very long time. Hmm. Because even playing the older Sonic games and 3D Sonic games, even if you can get really fast in these speeds, Uh, in these levels like you can't really react to things in time you can't really enjoy things that are happening in the level like it's kind of disorienting because part of you wants to like enjoy this game as a platformer but then you can't really have a tight platformer or tight platforming sections and speed at the same time Right. right All the in some cases you can I think that this game has pulled it off more with some of its cyber levels and then some other cyber levels where it wants you to do more tight like platforming it feels very unnatural sure and that's been my only real, again, gripe with the game so far. I think that's why the controls should have been tightly, more tightly tuned in the Saber stages themselves and the overworld. Mm-hmm. I do love the overworld more, though, especially yeah. even Area 2. It's like three times the size of the first island cool like so when you get there you're gonna have a lot to explore and yeah. a lot to do and again i think that's what this game pulls off in spades and again it does have that same thing as oh i want to go there i see that what's over there i want to see what's over there and like you will naturally just find areas like i want to go there i want to see what's over there and again in an open world game that's what you want you want intrigue in the world you want the world to be open
2: you know your area code and phone number by heart. Memorize it now. Don't wait until it's too late. play itself per se are there like mini quests or is there just like how does it work exactly is there just a here's the main story just go so, or so, is there some open world adventures of like here's a mini quest go do this
1: so effectively you need to progress three things at the same time in order for the story to continue so you need to get the master uh you need to get the chaos emeralds okay you need to t- rescue the friends so you need to rescue amy And then the second area, it's, you know, Knuckles, and I'm pretty sure you're going to have to rescue Tails. I don't know who else is in this level game yet, so I'm waiting to see who that is but you need to rescue those characters, which is going to give you story progression. And then you also have to complete the stages in order to actually unlock both of those things. You Not not so much for the memories, you find the memories in the overworld itself by just exploring the overworld, but you also will find stages naturally, the cyber
0: stages in the overworld by exploring. So again, it's, yeah, a it's like a it's like a, a pillar essentially, and you walk up to it, put your hand up to it. And then yeah, yeah, but but the like thing
2: is I was, was in the mindset of like, of all three
1: of us originally, when we all saw that game, we're all just like, nah, nah not
2: gonna the, get, the get in, is, know, is, is it.
1: The thing is, It's a really cool feedback loop, though. So, again, fighting those pillars, you have to fight those overworld bosses in order to unlock stages. You need the gears that they... I'm not
0: looking forward to that. You you need
1: to destroy the overworld bosses in order to get the gears to unlock the stages. I have a
0: feeling that tower is going to kick my ass. You'll
1: figure it out. It's fun. But the thing is is that, again, that's the feedback loop. It's one of those things of, like, okay, well, I beat these bosses in order to get stages, and now I'm beating the stages to get keys to go find the Chaos Emeralds, and by exploring the Chaos Emeralds, I'm getting the memories to fight rescue the buddies. And it's a really good feedback loop. They did it very good job on this. Like, they make you really want to explore the stage and get out there. That's a part of the open world, and I think that that's, again, one of the reasons that the game should be more celebrated and not antagonized like some reviewers have been doing to it, because I think Mm -hmm. that this game has a lot of really smart game design behind it, and it's really fun to play. At the end of the day, even if there's some things that the devs wanted to put in this game and they didn't, or you think something could be done better with this game, I think that this game has enough that it does right that it should be celebrated for what it does. It has a lot of really good, small nuance Design decisions with this game, and I really appreciate it for that. So, I would say that this game is again a definite buy.
0: Go buy it, it's good, especially right now. As of this podcast, Black Friday deals, it's on sale for 40 bucks. Yeah, I bought physical it for 60, I didn't even know it was gonna go on wait, sale. Wait. Me either, physical or digital, physical version of. Physical PS5 copy of this game is forty dollars at GameStop yeah. right now. Ooh, I, I go I'm pick I'm gonna
2: a... have to hop online. There's a few games I wanted to buy from GameStop, so I might just do that then. Thank you.
0: I yeah, almost but... bought the game that shall not be named that Andrew hates with a burning passion. Which one's <laughs> that? Last of Us Two. I almost bought that for ten bucks today. Nah, and I was like, eh. nah, go buy it for like five.
2: I, like I will say this one more time. Mechanically fantastic. Story F. It gets an F.
0: Yeah. No. I almost bought uh, uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising for 10
2: Immortal Phoenix Rising? Really?
0: Yeah, I almost bought that one, too, because okay. on sale. But I was like, I don't need it.
2: <laughs> I, on a Scott Troop, really generally enjoyed playing that game, mm. where it's like, look, Zeus is talking and all this other stuff is going down. It was like, I, I love that the Greek pantheon. It's always fun that, for
1: that kind of situation, in my opinion. Sure. So... Yeah, honestly, yeah. So that that, that game so far, I'm not going to give a full review on it because, like I said, I could get to the third island and for some fucking reason they introduce something new to the formula that I hate. And it ruins the game. I don't think that's going to happen. Again, so far, my experience with this game has been
0: very good. Have they ever had the targeting uh, mechanics in this game to where, you know how, like, you get into the air? And then yeah. you target one of those, like, ball things, and you'll, like, snap right to it, and then you'll target another one. It's just, like, pop, pop, pop. You're, like, bouncing through the air like crazy. Yeah. Have they ever done that in another Sonic game? Not that I know of, actually, so... It's, it's cool, because, like, you'll go up to this thing that looks like a triangle, and you'll grab it. You'll pull it down, which shoots you up into the air, and then there's, like different objects in the sky and you'll target each object like lightning fast and just snap right to them super quick so they've had okay. the homing attack in other games but no i don't think it gives you the lock on
1: radical when you use it though so uh, okay it would always be like target the thing that's closest and so something that would hilariously happen in sonic adventure 2 in some cases the physics in that game were even just as wonky where mm-hmm. sometimes it'd be like okay well i'm gonna jump and i'm gonna homing attack and sometimes the game is like oh you meant that thing over there and you will just <laughs> fly. And like it was rare when it would happen, but it would happen. Yeah. So it's not like again that it's perfect. So again, that's that's one of the reasons why, even though this game does have some issues with it, I don't I think people are taking a very nuclear approach to this game. And they should not be. I think what, that, what
0: do you mean by nuclear?
1: Like, oh, nuclear. okay, this little issue right here, <laughs> this little issue right here I have of the game ruins the whole game. Oh. Like they're not looking at the bigger picture with this game. Hmm. And that's something that I don't think is fair to this game like i do think again this game does enough smart in like intelligently and very well designed that i think it should be celebrated again for open world games this sure. does have a good feedback loop of gameplay to it unlike say something like skyrim an open world that yes it's nice to get immersed in but there's nothing to fucking do in that yeah. game like it's, it's boring to me as opposed to sonic you know frontiers where it's like Okay, I want to find this stuff, and I'm yeah. gonna go do it. So you could argue that, well, what do you do once you 100 of the map? It's like, well, you can go back and you can actually like gather all the items that you want, or you can just continue moving with the story. It do, also do more cyber levels. Yeah, do the time trial. It, yeah, it's one of those things that the game's not saying. Okay, well, we want you to 100, you know, all the like memories for Amy. You don't have to do that. Right. It's like there's way more memories you can find for her. Then there are available on the map. Like, then the, you, they need to complete the story. So, even if you needed like 80 of them to complete the story as a number, there could be like 300 of them on the map. They want mm-hmm. you to be able to have a very generous level of like, okay, I've collected everything for the story, I'm done. And that's, again, smart. Breath of the sure. Wild did the same goddamn thing with the Korok seeds. Ah. There's a thousand Korok seeds in the world. That's a lot big number. It's a very large number. But the thing is, is that the reason why they put that out there is because they do not intend players to find all 1,000 of them. Uh, That's not the point. They want those to be something that you discover naturally while you're so progressing. Sort
0: of like the Assassin's Creed, collect a billion flags. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it, but it's one what of those... does it get you? A cool little thing, a Satch kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, and in Breath of the Wild, it gives you nothing. So it basically... If you
2: find all those little Dekus, I think it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think what it, it just gives you like the original like Legend of Zelda, like,
1: outfit. That's it. What, in Breath of the Wild? Yeah. No, it gives you worse than that.
0: What does it give you? It then? gives you
1: a golden pile of shit.
0: Oh yeah 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 you're collecting you're yeah. collecting poop yeah that's yeah.
1: right yeah. yeah it's a giant pile of shit it's a golden pile of shit if you collect all 1000 of them that's basically the dev- I thought
2: that you also no. got like the beanie nope. that like is just like nope. oh i thought it was that
1: nope nope that's basically the devs saying like yeah oh no that's we... when you do those challenges with the with the, there you the, go. The, yep. the blood moon Yeah, yep. that was so yeah, the thing is, is that them that like that's the dev's kind of giving you a direct like hey we really appreciate that you went out of your way to do this but just so you know we did not intend for you to do this nor did we want you to really do this because that wasn't the intention of this content and that's again one of these things that's important about developer intentions versus what players are going to do into the game if the developer is telling you flat out like we're putting this in the game for you to collect you don't have to collect all of them and then if players are insisting i have to find all of them you're missing the point yeah and that's again something that's smart about the memories and like i said sonic frontiers they do not intend you to collect all the memories on a map they just intend you to collect enough to complete the story because they respect your time and they respect you as a player and they're saying hey you've completed the story you're done collecting these memories you may move on there's more there to collect if you want to. I don't know why you would, but they're there. You can complete all of that if you want to. You don't have to, but it's there if you want to. So, again, I, I think the, that this game does enough right that people should really be appreciating it more for its design choices more sure. than, oh, okay, maybe you don't like where the story went or the voice acting or you don't like the physics like I do and there's some reasons that you want to bash the game. Fine, go for it. Like, people are going to argue that the combat in the game might be shallow compared to other games. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Sonic's never been about combat, so why is this a big fucking focus on the game now? Why is this a problem now?
0: So, I'll interject, because I'm remembering some of the questions. Yeah. First thing, what are, the, what are the little stone kids or whatever that you're picking up? What are their names? Uh, the Cocos, I believe? What the hell was the, the deal with the first interaction with them? Did that kid's mother die?
1: Uh, you're gonna have to figure out more of the story. Okay, so don't
0: spoil it. Okay. I'm not
1: gonna spoil anything, but you do need to progress the story, and you'll kind of figure out what's happening more. Okay. And, and again, I think that it's 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 nice. I, there's enough intrigue to the story that it's like, okay, what's going on here? And it's like, I kind of want to figure out now what's going on just for the story alone. It's like, okay, there's you're you're setting up a mystery, and I want to know what's happening. Yeah, I enjoy that. Other yeah. Sonic games are always about like this, the like super lighthearted experience, and I and I don't just people who want that more super lighthearted experience like Sonic Heroes or whatever. But it's nice to have a game that's like. Like, hey, here's a question we lay to you the player. What's yeah, if, you, what- if
0: you haven't seen that at the beginning of the game, he to- he does something and her the mother of one of these stone creatures literally gets petrified and falls over. Yeah. And you're like, "What?" Yeah. Okay,
2: cuz I was just I I I, I just, once I saw it, I, all I had could think of was like the last 3D Sonic that I touched was that terrible one where he becomes a Werehog.
0: Sonic was uh, Sonic 6? No.
2: Oh, Sonic Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, but like I just stood here I was like, "You know what, Sega, I'm done." Yeah. And and every time I see like, an open world Sonic game, I kind of just have that same mindset of just like I'm This good. this
0: game I'm good. Is, I'm this, good. this game is fun. The only reason I haven't played more is well, it, it's time, and the other thing is, I'm just not very good at it, so I'm not very far because I need to practice. Yeah, I'm like it, 70 it,
2: hours working right now. I, I barely get to play um, Ragnarok. But yeah. the
0: one question that I had is: yes. there's a leveling system in this game. Mm-hmm. You go to the guy, and he is it a swap? What's the deal? It's like you have speed or you have, you have ring capacity. Ring capacity. But do you interchange those? So if you
1: go to the two elders there's two of them one of them will take the the kids and increase your speed and your ring capacity right and the other one will take the red and blue seeds and will increase your attack and defense respectively that i didn't know about yeah so if you go to him and you you can ask him he'll swap those for you oh. so you can swap it if you want to have more rings or if you want to have yeah. more speed so the game gives you that
0: decision to make that so okay yeah. and then uh, the other question was in terms of like the enemies yes uh So like one enemy that pops into my head that I don't know how to defeat yet is the weird looking many eyeball looking thing. Yeah. How do you attack these enemies? What the hell do I do to fight him? Because like I do the thing where you jump up into the air, turn into a ball, and slam into him, but yeah. I just bounce off and do no damage. Why? Uh, so is that the one with a bunch of, like the little balls around yeah, him? Yeah, it, it it looks like he looks like a cluster of eyeballs. So
1: that one, there is a move that you unlock pretty quickly. Through. So it's an
0: unlock situation. I yeah. just don't have the, the ability yet.
1: Yeah. So fight a lot of the little smaller enemies first, and right. you'll gain experience pretty quickly.
0: And because um... there's like the little spinny dude, and if you hit him, he pops up, and then you beat the crap out of him until his armor drops drops down yeah. that guy I got yeah that the guy. eyeball thing i can't kill yet
1: yeah so one of the moves that you unlock with sonic i can't remember the name of it but it's basically like sonic like wave or something like that it's basically sonic will actually shoot out projectiles when he does it so okay. you'll get that to the unlock pretty quickly
0: and that's one of the ways you could beat him pretty easily so we didn't actually say there's an ability tree
1: yeah there's an ability tree it's very very shallow don't yep. expect like you're gonna go in something and be like oh my god look at like my my Path of Exile ability yeah. tree. Yeah, call your fucking horses there, champ. It's it's a very simple unlock tree. <laughs> it's a
0: very simple unlock tree.
1: In it's fact, this, this, a, this
0: ability tree is probably smaller than Diablo 2. Yeah,
1: it's probably... Oh, really? It, yeah. Yeah, it's tiny. It's not meant to be something that you're supposed to just slave over and go,
0: God, what do I want to unlock? Well, that's right.
1: what I was kind of like wondering once sees that ability tree. I was like, oh, is there like two different styles of like, you know, like, for like focusing so, purely
2: on speed and doing so, little, like,
1: damage and stuff like, unless like that? Unless the game is about to pull a gotcha, which I would... Really respect the game if it does because in my experience so far i could very easily have the full skill tree unlocked and finished by world (laughs) two and i'm wondering if you progress the story it's going to be like okay well now here's a few more things you can unlock and, Ah. and i'm wondering if it will open up a little bit more and again i'm not expecting the world of it even if it didn't open up at this point that's fine with me again i don't think combat is sonic's focus on this game I don't think I want Sonic to have a focused combat system in sure. their 3D games. I don't think that's the point of them. If you want that, go play God of War or Double May Cry or, or, or go right. play an actual action game of these games. I think Sonic focusing more on the aspect of speed in yep. his games, which has always been his defining trait, is what they should be leaning harder into. That's one of the reasons, again, I celebrate this game. Mario's about platforming, God of War and Double May Cry are about spectacle fighting. I think Sonic should be more about speed in his games. I think that yeah. should be the, oh, like you
2: know, the be, aspect that you know, they be go better for the Sonic game. Giving him a gun,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> think, uh, yeah. Didn't that happen with Shadow? Shadow, Shadow yeah, uh, like
2: and his hands are so comically big, and somehow he's able to put his finger through a normal gun, like an AR fifteen. Yeah, it's like what? The it's fuck? like, and it's like your your finger wouldn't fit through the tr- in there. You'd just be firing constantly. You yeah. Would-
1: so you know, again, that's where. That's where I think that this game again excels in what it should be doing. It should be really looking. I think that this game does more right than it does wrong, and again, that's why I think anybody who's going on right now and bashing this game just because Video Game Donkey said something is stupid on their part. I think that. is beyond
0: bad so to close this conversation out something that i've been thinking about a little bit i wonder how many people listen to this podcast and are influenced by what we say and are just like well i don't josh didn't like this game maybe this game sucks so that is a
1: really important topic that comes up a little bit more lately because i think that a lot of influencers are very quick to dismiss their influence so yeah. somebody like Video Game Donkey, you know, he has a lot of subscribers, a lot of people uh, watching. I his... can tell you right now, I did not know who he was, so I am not one of them. I heard right. about him on YouTube.
0: Right, but everybody... Like, from g- somebody else.
1: Yeah, but everybody's going to know influencers at some point in level. And even if you don't know, chances are somebody else is going to know. If you go and watch a video, like one of my other favorite viewers to watch is some Call Me Johnny... I think he gives very nice reviews on the games that he plays, and very rarely is he overly biased on a game, but he will always admit when he's overly biased on any game or situation. He's a huge Sonic fan. He just released his reviews on Sonic Frontiers. I can't wait to watch it. I think he's going to probably have a pretty warm reception to this game. It'd I don't... be
0: like me reviewing uh, Diablo 4.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's going to be like you did real reviewing Diablo yeah. 4. If you are somebody who's a fan of this series, you might be a little bit more hypercritical on yep. it. And if you're not a big fan of the series, you know, you might be somebody who goes with a fresh perspective. And I think that's important, again, for reviewers to put out there. And I think with somebody like Video Game Donkey, there's been a really funny discussion that comes up where Video Game Donkey basically has one or two ways that he always reacts to his videos, of people reacting to him, to his videos, is he will either say, well, my videos are a joke and you should be laughing because it's supposed to be funny. Or he will go well. Yeah, my voice is just as valid as anybody else, and it's valid criticism, and you should respect my criticism. And he never wants <laughs> to ever answer for his own bullshit. He always wants to deflect people to one of those two answers, and that's that. He never wants to engage with his audience really on those topics. Uh, from what I've your own
0: podcast, gmail.com.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Email us. We'll discuss. All right, we'll discuss things. But the thing is, is that when it comes to being an influencer, and when you're talking about things, it's very important to people to realize that. Uh, when they do reach a certain threshold of people listening to them, that your opinion does hold, you know, sway. I won't say weight because any one person's uh, opinion holds the same weight as anybody else's opinion sure. or should. Sure. The problem is, is that people want to give clout to reviewers because either they've trusted them or they find them funny or they think... So, again, one of my favorite review critics to watch ever is Joseph Anderson, and his video on The Witcher 1 and 2 are, like, four and five hours respective on each game. Damn. But the thing is, is that's one of the reasons why I always so respect his opinion on games is because he gives a lot of insight to the examples that he, you know, gives. And I think that, honestly, like, if he has his review on Mario Odyssey is incredibly negative. He hated Mario Odyssey. And so the thing is though, is that I went into that with opinion because I really liked Mario Odyssey, but once I really watched his review, I kind of realized that the things that were gnawing at the back of my head were things that I didn't know how to perfectly articulate yet. Ah. I don't, his his review did not sway me to think Mario Odyssey was a
0: bad game, but I don't think it was as good as- (laughs) So you're not like watching his video and you're like, wait, he is right. This game does suck.
1: Right. No, I never had any point in time where I said, no, he's right. This game does suck. Okay. I have had points where I'm like, yes, you are correct. Some of these things are wasted time in the game. Yes, you are correct. Some of these things that they did are copy pasted content. But then you could counter and be like, but this is why the game is good. The, 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 that's a funny thing is that some people actually said that the reasons why he's saying these negative things yeah. are the reason they understood why they liked the game so much.
0: So I'll bring up, there was a bonus time where Chris was talking to a couple of his friends and one of them hated, Hates Mario Odyssey and he's like I hate the hat and Chris is like you don't have to use the hat all the time he's like yeah but why would they put the thing in there I wanted to, uh he was he said something like he loved Mario Galaxy he was waiting for the next big thing and they give him the hat he doesn't like that gimmick so I, he hates the entire game because he doesn't like the hat.
1: So, again, this is one of those <laughs> things that now as what? somebody.
0: Now yeah, I'll show it
1: to you. I got Yeah, it. yeah, but it's still really so, weird. So this is interesting because now you have to think about his opinion. And now you have to weigh it with your own opinion. And you have to immediately kind of figure out, well, how do I take that as criticism for the game? Right useless to me because obviously if you're basing your entire review about the game of you not liking the hat. I, yeah. Okay did you beat the game? Did he beat the game? No. Okay well no, no it no. already sounds like to me he kind of just dismissed the game and yeah. he's not going to engage with the conversation at all so I'm not going to engage his opinion.
0: It'd be like what I just said to Adam where I'm just like I still haven't beat Breath of the Wild because I hate the weapon breaking bullshit.
1: Right. <laughs> well the thing is though is that so it's interesting because going back to one of my favorite critics uh, Joseph he has a video called Subjectivity is Implied mm. and so the thing is is that if i say i like sonic frontiers right i'm not saying that the game is just a good game and that people are wrong to dismiss the issues that are with the game currently i'm saying i'm enjoying the game and i think that uh, i think that subjectively these are the things that i enjoy about the game i'm not saying that my fact or i'm not saying that my opinions are objective fact andrew's opinions are not gospel so to speak nobody's Yeah, are. Yeah. That's the thing that people don't understand, is that nobody's opinion can ever be taken as objective fact. You're that's always, why they call it an opinion. That's why they call it an opinion. But the problem is is that people kind of forget that when they hear somebody talking about something, that their opinion is just that. Yeah. It's an opinion. Now, the problem is, is that I do think we get a lot of YouTubers and a lot of people who review games that kind of do bring their opinion out as if they're right and yeah. it is objective fact. And that is when it becomes a problematic, you know... Uh, Topic to actually kind of approach. Uh, going back to Breath of the Wild, I'm really glad you brought this up because one of my friends—I can't remember their name—they're another big uh, <laughs> one of your friends. Uh, uh, can't remember their name? No, not Aaron. i am going don't remember the YouTuber that he brought up. God damn it! It was um, fuck. They kind of stand on the podium and they have the red background. That's his name? No, 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 no. <laughs> they, they they have like they stand on a po- they have a podium like they have all this like they have a nice suit. They have like a big red background behind them. I can't. Jim remember- Sterling? Jim Sterling. Thank you. Huh. Jim Sterling had a video on the weapon breaking system in Breath of the Wild. You like how I got that? And <laughs> I watched their uh, like video on that, right? Oh, yeah. And the thing was is that I now don't get me wrong. What happened to this person about getting death threats and people telling him that he was, you know, Do a barrel roll. I I mean that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of weird. R- that's not the point though. The point right, about right, right. The, the point about this video was this. When this video came out, it was talking about the weapon system in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that they sold their opinion as if anybody who enjoys this system is an idiot and i can't understand them uh the problem is is that uh they came off as very opinionated about their opinion so much so that it made anybody who tried to say well no i think this system is a good system or i enjoy the system we're just wrong for enjoying the system ah. and that is when you as an opinionated person have to stop and realize that you're the bad guy now you can't tell people that they're wrong to like something If you enjoyed... What was the game we were talking about a few weeks ago? I guarantee
2: you right now, there is a game that we all can... That have been in the back of our head that we love... And well, then if we were to say it to a majority of gamers, it would be like, Why do you like that well, game? Well, you, you guys know? just
1: mentioned the new Batman game that people are hating on, right? B- yeah, Arkham Knights. Yeah, you guys. People
2: were hating because of all the bugs. They fixed it. And well, it's actually working quite but well. But that's the
1: thing, though, is that people can, you know, have a reason
0: to hate the game. But you guys were enjoying the game even before the bugs were fixed. It's not right? even just bugs. It was like, the, it's an empty city. There's not really a whole ton. Well, there is a lot to do, but the city's empty and kind of lifeless. That yeah. is also a big thing, too. Yeah, but, like, you're still enjoying But the, the- combat is solid. The story. Is amazing. Yeah, graphics
1: are. eh. Yeah, but you're enjoying the game. Yeah, and and other people and other people were not like the 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 overall opinion of this game was fairly negative from what I was gathering. But you guys were enjoying the game. And the thing is, is that nobody's to tell you that your opinion is wrong or worth any less than anybody else's. These issues that you have with the game are important to bring up. But if you say, "Well, I enjoy the combat," but these people who are being overly negative are like, "Well, the combat sucks," and they're like, "Okay, like, well, why?" The thing about having it's to... not Arkham. Well, the no, thing about yeah, Arkham. the thing about having an opinion about these things that people again need to come to is that when people are putting their opinions out there, it's not because they want to just sell their opinions as objective fact. They want to sell their opinions to start a conversation. It's important to start
0: conversations. Well, yeah, I mean, the point of us doing reviews are to give people an idea of what to expect before they buy the game to make a educated to. Whether they want to buy it to begin with, right?
1: And again, it you know I mean? is. To, and again, it is to bring out a discussion. Again, like you were just talking about with Sonic Frontiers, saying like, "Well, I don't like the like, I don't like jumping from males Does this sound? Does this feel shitty to you?" And then I was able to explain within really simple. Yeah, I didn't like, know
0: there's a targeting thing. Yeah, there, there's a simple or button for jump. To.
1: Yeah, there's a simple button to jump across them. And so, well, now you might think, well, oh wait, shit. Maybe maybe my opinion on this was wrong. Maybe it is actually better once I start trying to use the system. Sure. Or maybe
0: I could be convinced into this. And well, that, no, that, my opinion, my thought process is, oh man, I'm gonna be so much. DimaTorzok Better at this game now. Right.
1: And so, like, well, that's the thing, though, is that people who have, like, opinions or have a thought process on a game, like, when they're listening to other people's opinions, those people's opinions should be, well, either to help reinforce their own opinion or to give them a new perspective on something. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say that anybody's opinion is worth any less than others. I can tell you that there are some people's opinions that you can dismiss immediately as just bullshit. You can do that. Again, that is possible.
2: That one guy from, was it Kotaku, about the whole entire Cuphead situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. You can look there, at.
2: There are so many times. Where you hear someone talk about like, there was a, a huge controversy. I'm not even gonna say their name about Elden Ring, and they they barely played it, and they I think they said they couldn't even beat the first boss, and they called it the worst trash game ever made. Right.
1: Are and you so, talking about me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but you know, going back I was into being it,
2: passive aggressive. Well trash, okay? not really.
1: Right. But you can look at people's review like that, journalists from the Cuphead review, and you can completely dismiss their opinion to an extent because it's like to 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 the point you could dismiss 99.99% of their opinion because yeah. their opinion on the game was so skewed and so underdeveloped and so just like i would i can't it would be
0: it would be like me trying to review elden ring as somebody who's never really played any of the other souls games and is not really into these games to begin with
1: right but in this guy's case you know this person was trying to review a game that he couldn't even beat the tutorial for and he's trying to give out an opinion about the game on this tutorial saying that it's too hard despite the fact that they were just so horrendously bad at video games and i can say he's bad at a video game if you can't Double jump in a video game, even the game gives you the prompt to do so. Yeah, I'm sorry, your your hand-eye coordination is incredibly bad. You probably want to go try like developing your hand at checkers or chess yeah, or something, sure. right? Or maybe eating with a bowl, like a cereal bowl. Like you know, try eating a little bit, like controlling your hand because you you have issues, buddy. If yeah. you can't double jump in a video game, which is a very simple tap and then tap. Yeah, but you know, again, we can look at his you at, at any point at any time the developers can look at him and say, well. Is our game too hard? Let's look at different reviews. And they can look at this review and say, Ah, anybody who mentions this, we're not listening to them because this is not the intention of, you know what the difficulty we're trying to go for yeah. if that was the case the developers would say oh fuck we failed we have to make every stage a flat line with no pits so nobody can fail it's ever like
2: I mean Isn't there's a- nothing wrong with having a game that ever so often has that challenge
0: you know but even I think it's is it Mario Maker where you're you're uh, required to submit the level Levels being beat. beaten first yeah. before they release it to the public yeah yeah Yeah. but the thing with like a good thing with Cuphead
1: though is that like what Adam's saying with like that level of challenge the problem is that we're just talking about the tutorial stage if if you're making a, ch- a game for literal children like babies like maybe like years three to four, which I don't even think is fair to say because when I was three I played Sonic and I couldn't beat it. But when I, I, I was, was
2: three. I was playing Pitfall, dude.
1: Right. Hell yeah. Right. Pitfall. Yeah. Right. But if you're if you're wanting to develop a game that is for like literal children and your fear is that is like these children are gonna fail at your game and you want to make that that level of you know below that guy's review for Cuphead and make it a flat level plane that you just do nothing but run forward and you beat the stage. Sure. Like, okay, if you're a game developer and that's the level of criticism you're looking at for a game, then like first off, okay, maybe again, if you're developing for children, I hope you're not trying to develop something like an epic of any game whatsoever, like, because damn, that's bleak. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, again, it's one of those things that you have to look at other people's opinions and you can look at any one person's opinion and Help it to strengthen or to weaken an argument. You can do that. And again, that's what people need to realize with these games. So I again I really do want to watch Donkey's video eventually on Sonic Frontiers to see if he's trying to sell his opinions, objective fact for the game. Because he is very opinionated. I will say that. He's very straightforward and loud with his opinions. Some points to where it comes off as he either doesn't take his own opinion very seriously or he takes his opinion way too seriously. And I think that is an issue with him as a reviewer. Hmm. But the thing is, is that you also have to understand once you get to a certain point of criticism with your games, you need to be more forward with your with your viewer base when it comes to, you know, your opinions. Or, Or maybe not. Maybe people need to actually be told that, hey, it's just an opinion, dude. Calm the fuck down. Like, I don't know. It's hard to really say. Maybe there are more people out there that actually need to be told that, hey, this video on the Internet is not the end all be all. This person is not the reason your game is succeeding or failing. It's an opinion they have. And even if their opinion is not something you agree with uh, 95% of the time, it does not mean you need to go and roast them on social media. Now, again, I, I want to watch his review because if he's overly mean or critical on the game in areas that I don't think he should be, then I can say, well, maybe I think he's being unfair. Sure. But if he is roasting things like the physics and the levels, I don't think that it's worth bringing the game down to a, that much of a score that your viewers need to go review bomb it. Right. But I, I'm interested to see what his level of criticism, or you know, critique on the game was, or his yeah. opinion on the game. Well, again, we'll have to see because, again, you can't ever have like an objective rundown. Like a good example is me talking about the physics being fucky, right? Sure. In order for me to have an objective level of explanation on that, I would have to be able to explain the actual physics and what's happening at the game level. Like, this is his momentum going this way. This is what the like platform is doing to his momentum this way this mm-hmm. is how all the, like that would be the objective level of explaining sure. why the physics are weird and that's dry and
0: yeah, boring yeah. and not interesting boring and to get down to a science and,
1: and don't get me wrong I don't get me wrong I know there's people out there that want to see the science and even I would watch the science on that I yeah. would be interested to see why that's happening like it is interesting enough to me but I'm not looking for a reviewer or a person to go out there uh, with every video game and explain every single like little thing like that in a game that video yeah. would literally be hundreds of hours of long like long for 3D games like this. Maybe for Mario, you could explain all this pretty quickly. Mm. Like maybe within a few like five or six hours for every single like little detail of physics and what's happening within the game code. You sure. could do that. But like again, I know there's people out there with that love would, would love to watch that for an entire game. I'm not that yeah. person, but yeah, again, that would be the closest you could have to having a like, objective, factual. Yeah. Point of like what is in the game, but like again, that's also very dry and technical, yeah. and people don't want that. Again, some people do, but that's not. Nobody's going to go out there and say, "Ah, oh, yes." Well, what's the momentum on this stage that he's talking about? I'm not buying it unless this meets my criteria of momentum-based platforming. If my, if my if this isn't under what I assume is a fair level of momentum in, in this game, I'm not buying it. Like, if anybody is like that, like, what? <laughs> like, holy yeah. fuck, that's what. <laughs> But, you know, again, if, if you if you can show video evidence and say, I think that this is bad and it's me pushing forward and jumping and then Sonic's like momentum, like just lurches like it does that sometimes. And like you can't control it once that happens and you can't bring it back onto like th- you can't correct it and you can die because of it. And if I can show video
0: evidence of that happening, people might go, OK, that's happened to me Once in one of the cyber levels. Yeah. I'm getting ready to take a corner. It's like crap. I can't go. I can't turn this sharply off the. the Right.
1: And sometimes, like, well, the thing is, is that, like, his momentum should be moving in one direction and it should take time to stop and change his momentum. Even in the 2D Sonic games, going back to the original Sonic the Hedgehog, if you're running at full speed and you hold backwards, Sonic doesn't just stop on a dime. No, he he skids. He skids. Like, that's again, that's the idea of momentum based gameplay. That's what Sonic's always been about. I think any game that does that, I've played games like that where you have momentum and then if you you let go of the d-pad, you just stop. And it's very unnatural. And I don't like that, but you know, there's might be some people out there like, no, that's perfect for me because I think Sonic the Hedgehog 4 actually had that on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Mm. No, people hated those there games. only
0: two levels to that?
1: Yeah, it was so bad that they never finished yeah. it. Yeah, because they completed uh, episode 2 for it and fans
0: fucking hated yeah. it. No, it was trash. Yeah, and Wasn't it was... Wasn't there
2: something like really weird about it, like you could lock on or something like that while you were spinning or do attack or something? Like I that? don't it was know. something all, weird. All,
0: all I
1: know is that the game was just... You
0: hard. can do that in this game. Y-
1: yeah, you can do that in this game. Oh,
0: cool. But okay. yeah,
1: the, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was hard garbage and fans hated it and the thing is is that if enough fans are coming up to a game and hating on it like that is enough opinions coming together to formulate to say ah this game is very negative I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that played Sonic the Hedgehog 4 who didn't like it there probably are people out there that did like it and those are going to be the minority but for the majority of people who were introduced to this game they're looking for those opinions and they're wanting to find okay well my opinion of this game is very negative negative. And if they were to all of a sudden find out that them out of one out of the 4,999 other people have very positive reviews of the game, they'll be like, wait, what did I miss here? Like, they're going to be very confused and flabbergasted, like, what's going on here? Right. And then if those other people could explain to this one person, like, why they all enjoyed it, and this one person still says, no, I hate it, then, you know, he figures out that they're the minority. He should know that they're the minority in that point in time. But his opinion isn't any less... Worth than those 4,999 that did enjoy it. In the case of Sonic the Hedgehog 4, it was one person hated it, and then those 4,999 people hated it as well, basically. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the level of that game. It was so that that's again, again, why it's important. I think Sonic Frontiers right now. Video game donkey has made it look like the the mass vast majority of this game is negative opinions, and I don't think that's the case. I think enough people have been enjoying and playing this game to where it should be getting more positive ske- like reviews. But I think it's it's a meme at this point that people sure. are hating on
0: it, yeah. and I and I think that's a damn shame. It's like I've even. I've even thought about attempting to give this game a score, but I've played so little of this that I can't even begin. I I
1: couldn't give it a numeric score at this point. Not in fair judgment. I I can say that the first world was very good, but that's like me reviewing a game based on the beta. Like, I don't know enough about this game, and I'm almost done with World 2, but I want to complete the whole game before I give an actual review on this game. I'm having fun. Yeah, but my my knee-jerk reaction at the first eight hours, I would say that out of the eight hours I have played this game, I have enjoyed seven hours and 50 minutes of it and maybe the 10 minutes of it i did not enjoy was from say some of the physics that i was complaining about but i do not think that those 10 minutes of bad like frustrations brings the game down at all like that's the thing is that no video game has ever been perfect even if you look at something like dark souls 1 dark souls 1 has awful points to it and fans like just kind of like cut those areas off and say yeah we don't talk about that Here's the good parts of the game. Hmm. And and many people do that. Breath of the Wild is the same way. People look at that game and say, okay, the disease, like, leaves over here on this plant are just bad. We don't pay attention to that aspect of the game. Look at the rest of the bigger picture. Yeah. And, And that's what you should be doing to games like this. I think Sonic Frontiers falls under that category of I think the bigger picture of the game is very solid so far. I think that only a very small portion of the game is not good. Yeah. So again, that's uh, my initial reaction to it. I do want to see what happens once I finish the game. And if my opinion changes at all, it could. I'm not watching reviewers at this point because I don't want them to influence my. And I don't think at this point they could. Generally, once I start playing a game, I start to formulate my own opinions. Yeah. And even if I were to say, even if I were to watch a lot of people right now, like on Twitter, uh, a lot of people are bashing. Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter or social media right now are kind of bashing Scarlet and Violet. Uh, yeah. But I'm not <laughs> so gonna g-
0: don't don't do that don't discuss that yet because we do need to go to a break.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna discuss that yet, but to, to kinda of go on yet. to this though. Me going into the game and playing it myself, I've been formulating my own opinions that are devoid of their opinions, and it has not been affecting me at all. I I look at my own gameplay experiences, and I see them, and I enjoy them on my own merits. Yeah. And other people are complaining about some of the bugs in the game, but we'll get to that after the break. I thought more
0: people were complaining about how bad Twitter's doing right now. (laughs) Uh, Twitter's on
1: fire. It's going to die. It is going to die. This week coming up here with the World Series is going to crash. Dude, how many... I
2: I honestly think no matter what was going to happen... I don't think Twitter was ever truly like succeeding. I think Twitter was all like for Twitter's numbers. I think it was more of a lie of how many people were actually using Twitter than
0: t- what Twitter was saying. Uh, well, yeah, like how many dead accounts are on that? that they're, they're they've
2: been scrubbed nonstop. Okay, so I mean that's just my opinion about Twitter.
1: But enough people use it to where there are again valid opinions on there. It's a valid social media platform where people are going on there and using the Twitter. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is that like it is a, it was a platform that was good for connecting to people. So even if the site has been dying over time air quotations I think the game is part of the game I think that the platform is still solid and I think that a ton of people were using it yeah I do think that millions of people were using it and I don't think that that's a failure by any stretch of the imagination I do think that you know uh, Elon is about to kill it completely yeah because he's a fucking dumbass yeah but
2: I don't think he's
1: No, he's a dumbass.
2: I don't know. I just, I for a guy who you know has helped design with PayPal, has done all this stuff, he's got to be doing something. I just don't think he understands social media as well as a lot of. For a
1: guy who went on the world record to say that he was going to solve world hunger for seven billion dollars, and he then buys Twitter for forty-four billion dollars and kills it within less than a month, nah, the guy's a fucking dumbass.
0: Yeah, just saying. I've had so many people that I follow from like gaming. Uh, areas that have basically said this site's going down. Here's my LinkedIn. Here's my yep. tw- TikTok. Here's, here's, here's my co-host. Here's all these other. I think this it's stuff. on
2: purpose. I think he's doing this on purpose. No,
0: I honestly no. think he is. No, I, ask I... ask his employees. No, do you see that picture where he like he had uh all the, all those but most of them were like women on one side and then he's like fired a bunch of people and then it's all men on the other side and it's like what the <laughs> weird he's kind of a scumbag anyway we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back and talk about what pokemon
2: uh
1: yeah we could talk about pokemon a little
0: bit
2: we can talk a little about pokemon i've been playing more god of war i love it i love it i love it
3: Versus Red Pokemon Battle. A Pokemon Parody by Gamino. Oh hey, it's a Pokemon Trainer. Let's start off with Squirtle. Oh, here we go again. Who's it gonna be this time, huh? A Grass-type? Yep! Go, Bulbasaur! Great. And let me guess, you're still gonna make me battle a Grass-type? Go, Squirtle! You don't think that's a little dense? I mean, I'm a Water-type. Grass Pokemon are my weakness. Don't worry about all that, Squirtle. With the power of friendship, I believe we'll defeat this Pokemon Trainer. The power of friendship. Alright, I trust you. Bulbasaur, use Sludge Bomb! I trusted you! Huh, you think you're getting to me by easily defeating my Squirtle? Well, let me tell you something! You're not! What is wrong with this kid? I have no idea. Go Pigeon! Bulbasaur, return! Go Lapras! Now this here is my strongest Pokemon, there's no way- Lapras, use Blizzard! <laughs> Did I say strongest Pokemon? I meant weakest. (laughs) I totally meant weakest. Now this time, it'll actually be my strongest Pokemon. GO Charizard! Uh, How many times do I have to tell you? Stop choosing me in your stupid Pokemon battles. I was watching a marathon of America's Next Top Model. Alright, alright buddy, let's just defeat this guy and then I'll leave you to your show. Don't call me buddy. Don't you get that I'm not your friend? I don't even remotely like you. Lapras, use Water Cup! IT BURNS! WHY DOES IT BURN SO MUCH? WHY? Stop doing that! What? One-shotting your Pokémon? You're hacking! I won't battle you anymore! Stop it right now! I'm hacking! Stop it! You have to let me kill one of your Pokémon! Are you serious? Yes! It's like I'm battling with a four-year-old right now! Alright, fine, I'll let you kill one of my Pokémon. Great! Go Bulbasaur! (laughs) Bulbasaur, use Tackle! Bulba! You've got to be kidding me. Yes, now I know we can win! Alright, my turn I guess. You said you would let me kill one of your Pokémon! Did you not just see how much health you took from my Lapras? Trainer Red has skipped his turn! Bulbasaur, use Sackle once more! Bulba! The... Lapras, use Body Slam! Hey! Here you go again, cheating! Dude, I'm not cheating! Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater! Lucky for me, I have a trump card to use against cheaters like you! Go Pikachu! We go. Oh, that's cool. I have a Pikachu too. Pikachu! Please don't make me battle this guy! What are you talking about, Pikachu? You're the best! He looks like he can use me as a dumbbell for fun! I just know you and I can defeat him with the power of friendship between a trainer and his Pokemon! I hate you! Pikachu, quick! Use Quick Attack! Quickly! Pikachu! <laughs> gotcha, it, Pikachu! Uh... he's already fainted. Oh, man! Well, you win some, you lose some, right? This was the weirdest Pokemon battle I've ever had. <laughs>
0: Dude, I looked up Black Lotus from Magic on eBay the other day. That thing's going for $20,000. Yeah. Yep. And it's also banned in every format except for one. So, yep. jeez. It's yeah. a
1: really good card, dude. Uh, it's, it's broken, but it's also because of accessibility. Yeah. <laughs> Magic the Gathering does ban cards on accessibility as well. Good. Which is a good thing,
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah, can we also do that? Can we re- can we ban Bastion and ban But May because they're so broken still in Overwatch. May can do so much damage. Is not
1: May disabled right now? I heard she
2: was. Disabled. She's disabled in freaking comp because dude, in quick cane or a wheelchair. I mean, I
1: would just tell people to stop playing the game, but that's
2: no like her. Like everyone's like, okay, she can't freeze anymore. That's fine, but now her little mist, her little slushy effect does so much damage now. Hmm. I she can do more damage than like almost half the players that like uh, she can do more damage than a freaking reaper. Huh. That's it's just insane. Yeah. And I don't I don't like Bastion's design. I think they need to fig, figure out something different with him with, ah. with his little sentry mode. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um the season pass, I just completed it. N- fun fact, don't bother. Don't get the season pass unless you want the new character right away.
0: New new character? What was There's it? a
2: new character coming out. He's the leader of the Omnics.
1: So so this is a what? he's
2: like a buffer, long, weird robotic cords, um, long hair robot like Zenyatta. Oh, but he's a tank. Interesting. He's a tank. That's the new character. So needless to say, after playing the season pass and completing it, not worth it. Not worth my money. Worth How month. much was that season pass? I think it was like what? Aren't they going for twenty dollars? What's that? The season pass for Overwatch wasn't? I it think so. Yeah, I think uh, it's okay. ten. It's like ten or twenty. I thought I don't, don't remember because I bought the huge bundle just to, for like the the skins and just the launch and stuff like that. I was like, ah, I'm here. I'm gonna buy it. Sure. And I'm also really pissed off because playing comp as a tank sucks because it take it took me about on average ten to eleven minutes to play as a tank because no one wants to play healers. So now everyone's trying to play tank or DPS and everyone's kind of, a lot of people are saying the same thing over and over again no one wants to play healer because we get blamed for everything. It's just like World of Warcraft all yeah, over again. Right. That's it what really thinking... is. It's like World of Warcraft. Remember that one healing song that that, that priest song yep. I said, sent you? Yep. Yeah, it's just like that. And I, that's how I honestly feel about like playing Overwatch right now. It's like, I'm always a healer. Huh. And my friend's like, Why, well, didn't you pick tank? I'm like, yeah, but the chance of me getting tank is very freaking slim because there's people that just want to play tank. Right. And since you lost that second tank... Instead of just nerfing their damage, like you're supposed to, yeah, and having them
1: with better health... I mean, I don't think you're supposed to just nerf the damage. I think you're also supposed to nerf other aspects of them. I don't think tanks should be more mobile than your damage dealers, I'm just saying. The best
2: tank, in my honest to opinion right now, that I'm amazed that they have not nerfed is Orisa. Yeah? Oh my god, dude, Arisa is so devastating. In my opinion, if you can time everything right on her, you can just... Destroy, and you if you have good healers on your side. You can do so much damage,
0: huh?
2: Like, but yeah, season pass. Unless you want that new character right away and not have to jump through hoops to get it, because there will be ways to get the game, um, different characters later on the year. Don't bother buying the season pass. Uh, don't. Just like I'm not I won't. Se- I will not be buying the season pass <laughs> for Warzone either or Call of Duty. I mean, really? I will not. Huh. No. I don't care huh? I only play Warzone with my friends mm. And that's the only reason The sole reason why I play
0: Warzone Was with my friends So is the best thing about Modern Warfare 2 the the story?
2: I think the campaign, the campaign? is just like Is downright amazing ah. Like graphically Story wise Music Acting, how weird is it that I like the, I
0: like the way the guns look in that game. Like there's a crazy level of detail to those guns. And what game? Modern Warfare Two. Oh,
2: I think it's. I think the Modern Warfare Two has done such a great job. But the problem is, is that since the oversaturation of Modern uh, Call of Duty games, I honestly got true. Didn't realize it came out. And I was just like, yeah, I'll play it later. Mm. And then my friends were like, hey, we're all playing. Look, And I was like, I'm like now I'll get online and play with my friends because I want to play with my friends. Warzone 2, that was like 116 gig. Yeah. That's insane. Did you ever get your memory upgrade? Me? No. For the Xbox? I'm waiting for like some Black Friday deals. My friend says ah. be cautious and wait because I think Best Buy might be doing something like that. The Seagate ones. Ah. Uh, if i that's true, I will buy one that way.
0: I wish we still had one here. I do and I don't
2: kind of situation because ours was so tiny. It was small.
0: Saginaw's is way better. And
2: also Best Buy pissed me off on several occasions when it came to launches.
0: What are you drinking? Oh, Yeah, Mounted what du- are you
2: drinking, Andrew? Mountain Dew. Du- Which one?
1: Holy yes. crap.
0: Amazing. <sighs>
1: It's called Spark. It's raspberry lemonade. It's also sugar-free, so... Ooh, Interesting.
0: Sugar-free. I am drinking Sage Mode G Fuel.
1: Oh, the Battle Toads is lemon lime.
2: Delicious.
0: It's lemon lime. I don't remember. Oh, I think I did try it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I tried it. But, but you, you didn't lime. like it,
2: like, room temperature like yeah. I do. I You wanted it cold.
0: Right, right. Yeah, right. I want to get the Rick and Morty stuff.
2: Yeah, but I think the only thing that shines right now for Warzone, um... Warzone right now is proximity chat, <laughs> so you know exactly what well, I'm. Yeah,
0: we were talking about that because I asked him if you said Applebee's. No, Applebee's I did not King see so the <laughs>
2: Applebee's game, but I will straight up like as a jerk if I know there's people there, Didn't I'll start. Did you singing. say
0: you were you jumped over a hill in some game and where you and your friend were singing some song, running towards people? Oh, it was Halo. Okay. Halo
2: Three, we used to sing like a bunch of songs just to piss them off because you know, like if you were closer by, you could yeah. hear them, and all you would hear is us singing some terrible like mu- music songs and yeah. stuff like that. And this one guy's like, "You're terrible," <laughs> and I was like, "Terrible at the game or terrible singing?" He goes, "No, singing, but you did fine playing Halo. But <laughs> you sang terribly. Please yeah, don't do it anymore." That
0: actually, I don't know why it popped into my head, but I think uh, PlanetSide just hit their 10 year anniversary for PlanetSide Two. Oh, really? There was some big update. I haven't played that game in years, but apparently that was a thing. But uh, yeah, one of the things that I was going to bring up um, when we were talking about like influence over games and like having somebody's opinion change yours and make it so that you end up changing your mind on what a game is. Yeah. um, I bring up kind of funny because they're kind of like my talk radar replacement. Now I've been veering towards their content as opposed to laser time because they're kind of feels like they're going out. Or whatever
2: I think video game apocalypse is going strong I think everything else is falling yeah. apart so I've been listening
0: to KFGD and like all of their stuff they got like five or six different podcasts but Greg actually got to play Marvel's Midnight Suns and on KFGD last I think it was Friday he uh, said his opinions on it after six hours of gameplay and he's saying like the characters' animations, when you're in the Abbey, uh, are super stiff. The gr- the game, I guess, looks like something out of a PlayStation 3 era of game. Uh, the co- the the stuff outside of the combat is super dumb, and you didn't want to have to do any of that stuff. And I was like, maybe this game's gonna suck. So I went home and watched like a two-hour uh, developer interview with like playthroughs, like them breaking the game down, what it's gonna be like. Again, this game's not out until December fourth or second. yeah. So I, I don't have any experience with it yet, but I have it pre-ordered and I almost un- I almost killed my pre-order. I almost canceled it because of what Greg's opinion is because I've listened to this guy for like 10 years. No. What what 12 years. 2009 is when I started listening to Greg's stuff. Like there, he, he was There are ig- so
2: many things from when I used to listen to vi- not video um you know games radars, radar, you know like sure You know talk radar yeah there were several times where like they would always talk about games where like i was just like that's not for me and i guess and i was like everyone was like everyone's different when it comes to my friend but
0: my my thing is like greg's a gigantic superhero fan like he, he likes dc more than marvel and this is just from me listening to him on podcasts going back to 2009 i've been listening to this dude for years so I have an idea of what he likes, and he's like, well, this is what I don't like about the game. The extra stuff sucks, blah, 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 all, like, all this stuff. But then he's like, but the combat salad, the game itself, the gameplay is awesome.
3: Okay. But everything about, else about the
0: game sucks. And I was like, well, maybe I should wait. And then I started looking at this developer interview, and I was like, yeah, the, the graphics in this game look a little dated, but I don't really care, and I actually kind of like the, the social interaction aspect. This is like persona-level social oh, interaction. okay. With with this stuff. And I guess he was like complaining because the Abbey looks more like Hogwarts as opposed to like Dracula's castle where it's dark and ominous
2: Dracula's
0: castle. So I I ended up keeping it. And that's what kind of sparked my idea of how many how many people that have listened to this podcast have been influenced by our opinions on a game and have been like, well, Adam don't like this game. Why should I buy it? The thing is this, you know, that,
2: that this is don't always,
0: let our opinions destroy your opinion. There, there you is know, always going to be something different. Yeah. Like our play
2: style, when it comes to video games, to all three of us, are very different. Oh yeah, they are. There are very different games. Like I am more of a console player. Well, I think you, I'm mixed. I really think Andrew's more of like the like the Nintendo go to guy. In my opinion, oh, yeah. in
0: our friend group, I really do. I, for a second, I thought you flipped at off. I did too. I was,
2: like, I too. No. I was <laughs> like, I'm complimenting you, asshole. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But no, no he, you're right, though. Andrew, like Andrew the, does play more on Nintendo, so I think. But there is so
2: many different games where, like, you guys talk about it, and I'm just like, wow, like, I just don't want to touch this game. It, it's not for me. And then I'll talk about a game like, uh, like like Halo or another shooter.
0: Modern Warfare. I tune both those games out.
2: And you literally just stand there like, that's good for you, Adam. Yeah. Pretty much like, here's a gold star. Shut shut up. Yeah. You know, kind of situation. Yeah. And that's the only thing is, like, there's, like, everyone game style is so different and unique. Like, Yeah. Like, my friend Kelsey, she will only play, like, Mario Party games. Um, the Mario it's like I,
0: I brought it up before. I'm still interested in having you get Sophie over here to talk about uh, New Horizons, because I, I don't loves, know anything about Animal she Crossing. She
2: loves the crap out of that yeah. game. I think she stopped playing it. I think she's playing, um, what's that one that's um Stardew Valley.
0: Really, the her and old. Ari
2: are both playing Stardew Valley huh. right now, so they really like it. Yeah, well, well, my other friend Faith, she is like a hardcore Diablo fan, and
0: she who's came- the one you were playing uh, the cooking game with?
2: Oh, that's Kendra. Over Overcooked? Was yeah, that what was? Kendra loves Overcooked because like the thing about it, which makes me always like giggle and laugh, is my friend Kendra used to be a chef. Ah. Uh, so like like there's a chef mentality, and it's something that like a lot of us would not be used to. Sure. Like there's a lot of yelling, I guess, in the kitchen of like we need this, I need this, you know, kind of like. I mean, Get I've it to I've, me I've seen I've
0: seen Gordon Ramsay show. I know what yeah, you're talking.
2: Yeah, but about- like, but like, it's not that it's not that over dramatized, yeah. you know, kind of situation. But like, she will literally the first time I was playing it, she was yelling at me like I need patties, and I'm like I'm coming. And then finally, we were making just jokes of like the Gordon Ramsay show. I'm like, yes, chef, <laughs> yes, chef, and she was having fun. She literally paused the game at me and she just goes what are you doing like i was throwing you vegetables i don't give a damn i need rice you motherfucker (laughs) 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 and it's just like those are her the only game that she loves like and she will die on this hill she loves call of duty ghosts that is her favorite call of duty she's played a bunch of the other ones but that is her favorite call of duty game sure she will die on that hill she does not care what anyone else says. She loves playing the story campaign mm. and she loves the alien, the, 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 the version of the zombies. Yeah. Again, like Call of Duty Ghosts, like the idea of the story was cool, but
0: I mean, it's the same concept of any meh. any ARPG to come out will never be will never be better than my my opinion on Diablo 2. Diablo 2, in my opinion, is the best ARPG ever created. No, I th- Nothing will ever top that game.
2: Yeah. That's then, my opinion.
0: But yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean like, I'm right. Just, That's just, just my Just like like
2: my opinion right now, like my favorite Pokemon game still to this day, honest a truth, was right in blue for me.
1: That's fair. Ah. It like, could be nostalgia. Like, it could like, be many like Red and blue, things. and
2: I really did like playing moon because like it was like you know, like everything was different from Sun and Moon. It was like actually like a bigger difference. So this, same, is actually, mean, this is actually this
0: is actually a good transition too for You mean Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Yeah. Moving to a new Pokemon. Yeah. We can talk about that. So I haven't put too
1: many hours into the game yet.
2: I've only had a couple of hours, but I already had some major weird problems. And I've watched my friend play too, since they got it like right, right away. And needless to say, uh, some weird stuff happens a lot in his game, to the point where he's uh, he got his mounts so where he can start riding, you know, around with the animals. Yeah. And they don't appear.
1: Yep.
2: Um, another one is is where he's running around, and I think it was a person. Like, there was like an um, NPC out somewhere nearby. And he got closer to the NPC, and for some reason, the NPC became a
1: giant. Yeah. I've and seen, then just all of a sudden just shrunk. I think I've seen that. I've yeah. seen a lot of graphical bugs yes. in the game so far. I yes. think my favorite graphical bug of the game so far. And uh, so the very opening cutscene where they have a nice panorama of the school, uh, school and people playing in front of it, uh, both oh, me and it. Aaron's version of this game had all the characters for the last like three frames of it T-pose.
0: Some it, cyberpunk level BS. It, it, cyberpunk level
1: bullshit in front of the camera whenever it panned out yeah. like, and it started to black out and I'm just like how does a game like this have this little polish? How did something like this make it into the final release? Yeah. And so the problem is is that people are going to say that these games are being crunched at this point point. and to a certain extent I have to agree that there has to be levels of crunch that these developers at Game Freak are going through. But I still think Game Freak is the overall
0: problem with these games. Do you not think that it's an issue of, oh, it's Pokemon, doesn't matter how polished it is, people are gonna still buy it. See, now that's the thing that's funny, right? Because that goes
1: back to me saying about Game Freak, because Game Freak has been making these games for well over 25 years. So wow. I think I think the thing... Well, you got to yeah, think about it. it. Red and Blue came out when I was like six. What is
2: the difference? 1997 be- or 1998, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So almost 25 years in. What, yeah. what is the difference between Game Freak and Niantic? Are, are they just Pokemon Go? So Niantic-, Niantic is just Pokemon Go
1: and Ingress, but they're oh. um, for cell phones. Okay. Game Freak is a... At this point, should be considered a AAA developer
0: because yes, they don't look like, like a triple A game to me. But this so, some but of the bugs. No, I want to oh, say yeah. this
2: right now. This is something that we both agreed upon. And then you were also seeing some things, too, from yeah. when you were playing. Yeah. Arceus, we all said the same thing. Like, you know, like, yeah, OK.
0: Oh, I barely touched Arceus. The,
2: well, no, no. But we all said that we all looked at each other we're like, yeah, there are some bugs in this game. But does it work? But yeah, at the same time, since they made Arceus, they're able to get the bugs out. How do you
0: pronounce that game? Arceus? Arceus. Is it
2: Arceus? Am I saying it wrong? You
1: could say Arceus or Arceus. I say Arceus. Okay.
2: Okay, well, I'll say Arceus
0: then. Kiss my Arceus. There, kiss my Arceus.
2: (laughs) Um, But no, like, we all remember, and when we were talking about that game, we're like, you know what? There are some bugs. Is it weird? Yes. Does it break the game to us? No. But this is something that, they, you know, like, they see some problems and they can fix it with the next game. Guess what happened? Do they not,
0: do they not patch these games? That's,
2: there's going to be patches from what I'm hearing now, but here's the <laughs> kicker. What if you're not online with, if you don't have, let's just say, theoretically you don't have an online connection for your Switch.
1: I think that day one patches are the worst fucking excuse that have ever come out for developers in order to lazily release products. And, and I mean well, oh, that.
2: Well, I want to say this right now. thing, The same situation with Halo, Infinite, and Overwatch. Everyone just goes, oh yeah, Overwatch 2 is really out. No, Overwatch 2 is not really out. There's still a story campaign that they're taking their sweet time on bringing to us. I- Just like Halo
1: Infinite. I think with this game so far, the problem is, is that again, it, part of it, it comes down to, is Game Freak being rushed? There's no doubt about it, they have to be. These games should be taking longer than three years to develop, I'm guessing. Breath of the Wild 2 is on 5? Going on 5? Year 5? I swear to God, 5 years. I swear to God. But, you know, the thing is is that they've already told us that, okay, we're we're delaying this game for bug fixes. I cannot believe Game Freak could not just go to the Pokemon company and say, hey, guess what? The game is pretty much finished, but we need another year of testing and another year of polish and another year of developing this game in order to make it look up to the standards what we think Pokemon should be. I... I think Game Freak at this point kind of has, like, the second child mentality, if you know what I mean, like for parents, where the first kid, the first time you raise a child, you're super cautious. You're very, oh, we want to make sure everything, little thing's going to be perfect. Is everything okay? And then by the time you get to the second kid, it's like, I don't give a fuck.
3: Yeah. Yo, I, what's I, up, guys? I, I
1: think, honestly, Game Freak to this point doesn't have enough of a I give a shit mentality when it comes to their games, and I do mean that, because there's no fucking way the people who made this game did not test or did not see day one people showing that screenshot of people T-posing in the opening cutscene. Yes. It did not fucking cringe themselves so hard that their face, like, imploded out of existence. But,
2: like, there's... How? A, there are just so many times where, like, we were... Everyone I talked to would talked about all the funny bugs that were in RCS, And everyone said the same thing. Well, you know what? Violet and all that, you know, the, what's, what's the other one called? Scarlet.
1: Scarlet Thank and you. Violet.
2: Yeah, I got Violet. But, um... I'll just say this. You know, everyone's like, okay, well, when this game comes out, you know, they already see these bugs, they'll fix that bugs. come back to the future. No, they didn't. No, it's actually worse.
1: Th- the thing about it is that Scarlet and Violet, I don't think needs just bug fixes. It needed to be play tested.
0: So, okay, so I haven't played it, but there's two things with this. Yes. First thing, I, I, saw, I saw a video where a dude went to throw Pokeball the frame rate when you throw that pokeball sucks ass some people have been it's having fucking bad some people have had that issues other have it, haven't i have not had issues with but them. he threw the pokeball and hit the pokemon this fucking bridge zoned in yeah because poppin is stupidly bad in this game yes
2: now do and you it, j- and it think it just it's just it. because it's the power of the switch do you that's
0: think? the other thing no. i was getting with is, Breath is of the, the wild reason, oh I'm going to bring back
1: Breath of the Wild. There's no fucking way you have a game like Breath of the Wild that looks that good over six years ago. Right. And then here we are today with Scarlet and Violet. No. Game Freak is the problem here. You think so? Yes, it is. I was thinking
0: maybe just old hardware is bad.
1: This is the thing I, I have to say at this point. This is why I'm saying Game Freak needs to be the ones coming under scrutiny here. Because there's no fucking way Game Freak looked at this and said, this is ready to ship. If yeah. the Pokemon company are the bad guys here and are saying, no, you need to be done by three years or you're fired, or you need to be done by three years or your contract is up, or you need to be done by three years or X thing happens or yeah, whatever. Yeah, video game
2: crunch is a bad thing and yes. it's an unhealthy thing for both us as gamers
1: and the people who make but the game. But there's no fucking way Game Freak cannot look at the Pokemon company and say, hey, this needs more time. That there's is no the, just
2: fucking look at Nintendo way. Because like, Nintendo is a very conservative company to where like... Usually, when I buy a Nintendo game, the chance When
0: you buy a Nintendo game, you expect a seal of quality. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes, Nintendo games don't come out as many as the Xbox or PlayStation 4, but when that game comes out, I I should be able to put that game in my console, and from day one to
1: now... Metroid Dread didn't have issues when it first came out, as far as I know. Breath of the Wild's only issues it had were some of the issues that a lot of other major games had, where saving could delete itself. Yes, oh my god. But yes, a lot Jesus. of us, yes, that was a bug that happened to a lot of people with Breath of the Wild. But <laughs> that was also a game that happened with a lot of games of that era. You want and to, it was do you something... want to know
2: how many hours I was in in Breath of the Wild when that, that H- happened H- to me? How much? Uh... Oh, a lot. Like 40 hours in. Jeez. I was trying to do all the, like, the the blood moons or whatever it was, and there was a few other things I was trying to do. Yeah. And I think I could have just went straight to freaking Ganon if I wanted to. You could go to straight to Ganon for
1: the start of the well, game. Well, no, no,
2: yeah. no, but I, I get all the beasts and stuff like that, and I was like, I'm ready to go, and then all of a sudden, like, I put my game, I'm like, where's my game? Yeah, where my game?
1: Yeah, and, and huh. it was an issue that affected a few players, and it's tragic that that happened, but it did happen. But they did patch it. The thing is, though, is that that was happening with a lot of games of that era, so it wasn't just something that was strictly a problem to Breath of the Wild. It was an issue with many games of that era. I mean,
0: going back to Oblivion, that game was busted.
1: Right, and the thing is, is that even with the few bugs that you have. So the thing is, is that I, I do think somebody brings up a really good point here. And the problem is, is that people are now doing this issue, which I hate. Which is, oh yeah, well you think Scarlet and Violet is bad? What about these games that are bad? What about them? These games were way worse. What about Scar- Cyberpunk? But now, yeah, Cyberpunk. But now here's the thing that's funny, because a lot of people that are giving these very, very, very bad reviews of Scarlet and Violet before they even finish the game are saying, this is unforgivable. And it's like, motherfucker, did you ever see Fallout 4 when it first came out? Did you see Skyrim when it first came out? These games are still... Did you
2: see New Vegas? Don't get me wrong, I think New Vegas is one of the best of the Fallout series, but my goodness, that first month was just atrocious to where I was doing one quest where I had to go near this truck and I had to crawl, you know, get in it or something like that, or get closer to it to grab the quest because I needed that one thing that was in the truck. I forgot what it was, and I sunk. Right, and I sunk into the mountain. Was yeah.
0: You bring up Fallout New Vegas. Was was Kotor two busted? Oh God, yes, it was. Yeah, a lot of these games, especially Bethesda titles, have There was multiple broken.
2: times where like, and like, I think it was, I was in uh, one of the villains' like bases or whatever it was, and ever so often, every other room I would go into, if I turned the ca- if I tried to adjust my camera, the screen went black. Oh. And like you could just see my character, you could hear lightsabers going yeah. and stuff like that and I'm just like I don't know what's going on and I have to like do to fit And It took me forever to figure out how to get out.
0: So it could be an obsidian thing. I could th- be. I could think be. obsidian is like they're notorious for like bugs. I mean, uh, talking about Gotham Knights again, the same thing happened with with what? Arkham Origins? The same company made the game and they were both busted. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. But you know, the thing about it though is that when it comes to games like this, so, people are going to say, well, what about Pikachu? Like, let's go and Eevee. That game didn't have a lot of bugs. No, but the groundwork for that game was basically already done. It's a remake of a remake of a remake. So, like, true. But the thing is, is that at this point, Legends of Arceus showed that, okay, maybe Game Freak is really kind of just struggling with this engine a little bit more. But the thing is, is that Sword and Shield looked better than Legends of Arceus did. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and I think that that is actually See, that was sword I'm, I'm, and shield. Honest to God, truth, flat out, really did look way better.
0: But now people superior.
1: are going to say, "Well, what about those tree?" Like, no, sword and shield had better, smoother, like just animations, and actually looked better than Legends
0: Orange. No, did.
2: yeah, Co- whole, wholeheartedly. I mean, that's <laughs> what
0: that's what Dreamcast guy was saying. He's a YouTuber. Uh, he he tore this new Pokemon game to pieces. But he was saying it, a possibility was um, this game is bad because, or this game is performing bad because the Switch hardware can't keep up with no. how good this game looks. No. Because apparently this game looks excellent. No. Visually, it looks okay. Really?
1: It looks okay. Okay. I think it's a step up above Legends Arceus, yeah. but my knee-jerk reaction is I don't think it looks any better than Sword and Shield did, and yeah. I don't think it looks better than uh, Breath of the Wild did. And I say that wholeheartedly. Breath of the Wild looks awesome. So, again, going back to this, like, okay, so here's a good example. And these are small things that do up have to be big things, in my opinion, when it comes to video games, right? So a great example is if you look at Breath of the Wild, you cannot really tell where developers have been, like, copy-pasting, uh, like, uh, textures for mountains and stuff like that, or grass patches. Like, maybe a little bit when you look at it from above, but very rarely do you see it. In Pokemon, I can look over to a mountain... I could probably boot up the game right now in less than 15 seconds, find something where it's like, oh, this mountain texture. Here is a five by five grid of texture. And we just copy pasted it over and over and over and over and over again on the side of the mountain. Jeez. And it's jarringly bad. Uh. And that's the thing is that, like, you could say, ah, oh, well, with a few more months of consideration uh, in time, they would have made that look better. It's like, Got No. It no no game freak doesn't fucking care game freak does not give a shit about that level of quality Hmm. they do not care i still wholeheartedly stand by my grounds and say game freak is the issue here there are people who are way more passionate about pokemon and who give a way more shit about pokemon who would have done a better job with this i do think that are they under crunch
0: yes they must be Mm. There's no way they're not. Probably because they're what their investors want this game launched before Christmas. Well, no, right. so Pokemon
1: but, is like rated what? Like it's like the number one. Pokemon is the number one grossing IP of all time. Yes. Yeah. There we it go. Yes, trumps, IP. There we go. Yes, it yeah, trumps yeah. Star Wars ten yeah. fucking times yeah. over. Yep. Yes. Then people need to take that into consideration about that much money. Yeah. Pokemon has more money than it knows what to do. From
0: with.
2: my age to the kids and still now. If I say Charmander, every kid knows what a, what a Charmander, Charmander is. Yes. Right. And it, also, Ash won the the final of the World yeah, Championship, I saw that. which is like, man, that's a big, big deal. Like, my childhood is done. Now. Yeah, but
0: didn't it take him like 25 years? It yeah, did. but it's whatever, you know.
1: The, but the point still being, though, is that, you know. A good example with this is that, yes, Pokemon is the highest-grossing IP of all time. Yeah. So people are going to say, well, this much money. It should be easy for them to do. Look, this is something I have to explain to people. If you pay a single person a million dollars to do a million-dollar job, that one person's probably not going to be able to do it if it's a big job. Yeah. If it's like a construction job, you need to split that $1 million up between, like, 100 people to do it. Sure. I'm not saying that Game Freak just needs more developers overnight. And if you just double the team, that they will get these games out faster and with higher quality. In my experience with a lot of times, that actually makes it worse, because you have too many people trying to fix a problem, and that can cause more problems. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I think what is actually happening with Game Freak right now is that they just don't fucking care. They just think that, well, this is what we've always done, so this is what we shall always do. it's just
2: not that. It's like, I hate to say, it's the Madden... Mentality, everyone. Oh, it's Madden. Everyone loves Madden. Who gives a crap? We'll just add a few freaking things, and we're calling it a day. You no, so say
0: this is what we've always done. So this, we're gonna do this. Are you saying these games have no innovation? The
1: so here's a good example. Going back
0: to that mount, that mountain texture
1: thing I'm talking about, right? Where they're taking a small grid and they're just copy pasting it over and over again sure. to make an illusion of a mountain in the background. When it's just so, if you even go back to the original. Pokemon Red and Blue, they did the same thing in Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah, but the graphics were, like, way worse, so you probably didn't notice it as much? No, you will notice it if you're looking at it. If oh. you're looking at it and you actually think about it and stop and you think, okay, well, I'm now focusing on the graphics of this game a little bit more, you'll notice it instantly. Mm. But the thing is, is that I think what this is, is that this is a footstep that Game Freak has followed and will continue to follow to the end of time because they've never been proven wrong if you think about it their the been, sales
0: are always still there their, their sales are
1: always still there it yeah. doesn't matter if every single person in the world said this looks like shit they're gonna go well you guys keep buying it so yeah. we're doing something right we'll continue to do this right Game Freak is the problem here they have been proven time and time again that people will buy whatever they shit out As long as it has the word Pokemon on it. But again, even when it came down, and I like to use this game as an example that Game Freak developed called Little Town Hero that came out a few years ago, Hmm. uh, like five or six years ago, and it was an RPG. And that game has all the same fucking problems Pokemon does in terms of its cheapness. There are NPCs that are, like, hovering over certain areas because they just kind of slapped it somewhere. There's copy-pasted textures everywhere. There's issues with pacing in the game. There's issue with how the game looks. There's issues with undercooked story development. It's all there. And it's not just because, well, Game Freak's being rushed and this is crushed. That wasn't even a Pokemon title, and it has the same fucking issues their Pokemon titles do. It isn't that they're being rushed. It's that this is what Game Freak does. That's it. That's the problem. Does that have anything to do with, like, a lack of talent? I I, I would say maybe not a lack of talent, but it's just the fact that... <sighs> or is it a comfortability thing where it's just yes. like, well, that, yes. this it's is like, what we know how to do. This Why is what innovate? we know how to do. We've always know we always been mediocre. We continue to be mediocre, and we shall always continue to be mediocre because people keep letting us do this. I'm saying if you gave Pokemon as an IP to another very talented... Like, Kojima. Uh <laughs> Jesus uh, the first person but, that pop like, let's, Whoa, like, but like Let's look at Like a good example Is like say Breath of the Wild Let's just say If that team theoretically Was capable of enough Of taking on Pokemon right Yeah How would they handle it Right Because immediately now I look at that team And I say okay If you guys could do this To Legend of Zelda And you could innovate This series To the level that you did And I'm not saying That Breath of the Wild Again is above criticism The game does have Things with it That I wish it had more of Uh, I do wish it had dungeons. I do wish it had, you know, it had more challenging combat. I do wish it had more enemy variety, whatever. But what the game does do is so well fucking done that they can only go up from here. And from what it looks like, Breath of the Wild 2 is just going to be a better Breath of the Wild. And if they
0: pull that off, holy shit. But the idea, actually, I don't know why it popped into my head, but the idea of giving the Pokemon like telling a different company to make a Pokemon game and seeing what they would innovate. Imagine them giving Pokemon to Team Ninja and remember what they did to Metroid Elder M. Right. But the thing is, is that with a po- with an IP like Pokemon, it's terrifying because I could see why
1: the Pokemon company is now too afraid to give it to somebody else. It's
0: software, Pokemon Doom.
1: But okay, but you have to think of it like this though. You would have to say, okay, well, what could we do with Pokemon? Imagine as Nintendo, if you were to say, okay, these studios, we're going to contact you. We want to strike a deal with Pokemon. Mm. And you say to them, we want you to give us a proof of concept if you would handle this IP. True. You'll get paid this much. You need to see what you're saying. Yeah. You are big enough to where you could basically even go to somebody like Id and say, hey, if we were to give you the Pokemon IP, what would you do with this? Right. And how would you, and that, how would you that'd
0: be the that, that's the kicker. They'd say, what would you do with it? And then they could say, we don't like that idea. Never mind. Exactly. That's a good thing, though. Yeah. That's a good thing, though. But that is that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing, though, because that's a th- that
1: like if I give an idea about Pokemon and people agree with ideas of Pokemon, it's like, okay, well, then maybe you should be the developer of Pokemon. It's like, well, I would love to take that challenge on if I could actually do that. But the thing is, is that when it comes to game developers, game, you know, publishers, Nintendo could go out there and say, hey, we have this really awesome IP. Who wants some of this money that we have right here? Who wants to have their name on Pokemon? everybody would want to have their footsteps yep. up in Pokemon. Raven Software, let's go. But, like, but,
2: but there's, that, that's, the, that's the thing that kind of scares me. Like, like, what if also like, here, we're making all these Pokemon games, and then you're gonna oversaturate the yeah. market, and then are not gonna care. No, 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 no,
1: no. So, you, you misunderstand me. We take Game Freak, right? And we throw them in yeah, the fucking trash. Yeah, we remove them from the situation. <laughs> we remove
0: them completely. Yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying here. Game Freak is done. They need to be thrown in the trash, and they need to be just, you know, stop. Like, You're not, you don't have this IP anymore, Game Freak. You're done. And we're going to go to the next studio. Instead,
0: we're going to give it to the studio that made Breath of the Wild. What's your take on it? What's
1: your take on it? What could you
0: tell us? What could
1: you do for us with the open world? What could you, what could you innovate for our series? And I guarantee it, one of the first things that a lot of studios... We're going to give
0: Pokemon to the Monster Hunter creators.
1: Oh my God, could you imagine? But well, first things first, they're going to look at the Pokemon and say, ah, you see these Pokemon right here? We can actually fucking give them more than two animations for fucking goddamn starters. Yeah. Secondly, here's the game engine, here's what you guys are working with, and these are things that we could change. The thing that's important is that fans of Pokemon can tell you issues with the Pokemon games right now. I And so, the, the Pokemon games aren't lacking, what I would say, innovation. I'm just going to say they lack refinements, because Game Freak does the same thing that a lot of people do, where they don't look back on their best ideas and say, ah, we fucked up, let's fix it. They don't. Sure. So, a good example is they also don't look at the past and say, ah, this was really good, let's not fuck up. So, here's a good example. Pokemon X and Y had the best friend system ever where you could see players around you, could interact easily with players around you, and it had a really cool system. I forget the name of it, but it was really good for keeping track of your friends and playing with friends and having friend zone shit, right? Yeah. Sword and Shield took that down a few notches, which pissed people off, but it was still pretty easy of like, oh, I can, there's a menu here. I can hit the Y button and I can go to the raid battle system and I can go join raid battles or if my friends are around, I can join their raid battles, right?
3: Hmm.
1: Now we've devolved to... You need to go to a fucking menu every time you want to do a terror raid battle to look for terror raid battles and that are posted and join them. Mm. Oh, uh, my friends can join my game. That's awesome. Well, obviously, they should be able to just join me on a... No, I have to give them a fucking code... Every oh, single fucking time they want to play with me. Jeez. If I wanna play if I wanna play with them, I have to gay, hey, you want a friend to play? And they'll be like, yeah, here's my friend code, and then I have to type in a six-digit code on my switch, and then I can join their game. Why is this still a thing in the days of Xbox Live and PSN stuff? Like here's, why? No, here's the problem with that sword and shield had a solution to this problem it was done better in the game previous to this yes. one oh this whole system was done better in the game previous yeah and then in the game more previous to that it was done even better with x and y mm. so how the fuck did you take how did it get worse how did you get progressively yeah. worse in each yeah. year? and now here's the thing that in my head i'm already going to say is the thing they did it because of performance issues mm. but here's the fucking thing There's no fucking way you're telling me that that right there is going to cause that much fucking performance issues that it cannot be fixed. Mm. There's no fucking way. Because even in Sword and Shield, that was a problem. If you play offline, the frame rate was a lot better. But as soon as you joined online and started going to certain areas with heavy graphic fidelity, holy fuck, did the frame rate goddamn (laughs) tank. Uh Oh. But the thing is, is that there are ways around that. Developers know how to do things like, hey, you're in this area. Well, here's the loading bubble. This is what loads and things. And here's a loading distance, you know, straight like that. Right. But the thing is that that could be very well optimized. Game
0: Freak has not only proven that they cannot fucking do that. So, so my question is, does Pokemon uh, Scarlet, is Scarlet and Violet? Scarlet and Violet, yeah. Do these games do anything better than Arceus? What have they improved? See, now that's the funny thing about it. So, a good example of something that Legends are... Or or, or just the opposite. What has gotten worse? I I feel like we're bashing on it. Is there any improvements?
1: Is there any real improvements?
0: Damn, he has to actually think.
1: I do have to actually think. I I will say that the music's better in this game because there's more tracks to actually work with. I I have a
0: soundtrack for this podcast.
1: I enjoy that. I enjoy the music. Um, But if we have to go back at the gameplay, I think the battling system is good. It's back to basics. It's back to what Pokemon has done better. Legends of Arceus didn't have enough battles in it to justify basically being called Pokemon. Uh, I do think that this game does a few things nice, but I think that in every regard, it's basically either like this is it basically took the groundwork in the skeleton from Sword and Shield and just
0: planted it into this game. Legends of Arceus was more of a departure in a few ways. So you're saying Legends of Arceus is still a separate type of game than this is?
1: Yeah. So a good example is even catching Pokemon in Legends of Arceus. You just threw a Pokeball at them. Yeah. And you went from there. In this game, you could battle them, but in this game, it's also like, okay, well, if you want to catch a Pokemon, you have to go engage in it with a battle, and there you go.
3: Mm.
1: Okay, now you do the same thing you've done in every Pokemon game. Throw a quick ball at it if it's the start of a battle, and if you don't catch it, you can go through it and paralyze it, get its HP load, catch it, normal. And so it goes back to the basics of the other games. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's a timeless system, and I think that's fine with how Pokemon has done it. But, like, it doesn't feel like it's better in any way. Pokemon can now learn moves that they've forgotten in the past instead of having to go to Move Tutor, that's great. I like that. But like, I I don't think that this game really is anything special, is what I'm getting at. Like it's it's Pokemon Sword and Shield and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. They're more or less the same. Hmm. The map is better in this game. Let's be fair there. The map is much better in this game. The problem with Sword and Shield is that the open area wasn't really that open, and it was hmm. very tiny. And the game looked graphically great in some of the areas when they really focused on it, but the overworld itself sucked. This overworld doesn't really have that much more going for it. It's a lot of wide open areas with Pokemon roaming around. That's great. There's not a lot of like, oh, there's a pair, like there's some ruins over there. Like there's a few little ruins, but like there's nothing special there. They kind of just took the Terra Raid battle system. It's basically just the Gigantamax and Dynamax Raid system from the last game. Hmm. They just took a lot of the same ideas and just implemented it into this game. Like, I think this game is more or less the same of what Sword and, Shield, Sword and Shield was. I don't think that this game particularly does anything better than Sword and Shield. Some of the writing is good. I do like some of the characters in this game. I think they're fine, but I think Sword and Shield had more soul behind it. I, but are you having fun? I'm having fun, but like, it's not like I'm playing this game and I'm ecstatic about it. Ah. Our Legends Arceus, I really enjoyed because I was really looking forward to it. And I was disappointed that Legends Arceus didn't have more. Yeah. But I at the very start of Legends Arceus, I had this moment of, I wanna try something new. This is exciting. Sure. I went into Scarlet and Violet saying, okay, I'm playing another Pokemon game. So ah. At this point, I'm just going through the motions. And I haven't had anything in this game so far that has made me go, oh, oh, they changed. Oh, that's so cool. They changed. This is new. This is so amazing. It's like, at this point, I feel like I'm going through the You're motions. You're just like, it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. I'm going through the motions. So, and I think, again, people are going to be like, whoa, if they innovated the game too much, you want not like it. Wrong. What Legends Arceus had going for it was really good. That I wanted a neat idea. I wanted Legends Arceus... More. I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that open world and I wanted more of that and I wanted more trainers. I wanted more Pokémon to fight. I wanted more battle innovation. So
0: are you saying you like RCS more than this one?
1: It's too early to say. I have about 12 hours in this game. I have heard from my one friend already... That, and I can already say uh, that uh, this is going to be an issue with the game. I can already tell is that this game is open world, right? Yeah. And the thing about open world games that always comes with the caveat is that sometimes you can go to an area that's too dangerous for you in an open world game, and you can die. Blessing right?
0: was saying he was fighting level forties as a level like uh, low level.
1: You can <laughs> you can do that in this game. So at that point, can you argue that the game is open world? Well, yes, you can. Uh, but the problem is is that people have already t- tried to decide, like tried to discuss this before, of like, well, what if Pokemon games scaled with you? What if it was open world and the Pokemon would scale with you? That is something that the game could do. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild technically does that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? There's equipment that gets better. Enemies get stronger. Equipment gets stronger. Sure. You level up in the world, and the world levels up with you, and it does progress with you, because otherwise the game would be too easy. The problem- Skyrim
0: does that, I think.
1: Yes, right? it does. Yeah, very badly, but it sure. does. Sure, yeah. Very, very badly, but it does. Yeah. Um, but Pokemon, at this point, from what I noticed, doesn't. Oh. A good example was my one friend's like, Well, I've already done seven badges and he went back, or he did six badges and he went back to fight one of another gym. And his Pokemon are level 50 and he was fighting level fucking nines. It's like, What the? Yeah, it's like, okay, so this gym was just invalidated content for you immediately. Right. Uh, that sucks. Well, even the content in the gym itself is, like, so far I've only done two gyms, but I don't think what they're expecting you to do in the gyms are anything special. Good example. I'll wait. Good example, the grass gym, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, this is my first gym. I'm going to try this out. I can't wait to see what's going to be different with the formula of the gyms in this game, Mm because I've seen in the cutscenes they look different. They're like, okay, we want you to play hide and seek and go find ten Pokemon in the town. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever, baby game, whatever, I'll do this. Go find ten of them. I turn around. Four of them are literally standing right behind me. (laughs) And then in the town itself, there's like 50 of them. So it's not even hard to
0: find 10 of them, and you're done. It's a challenge the game presents with you. Is and- that on purpose so it's more accessible to younger players? Okay. Pokemon games were never,
1: quote-unquote, accessible to younger players. In terms of RPGs, they were. They were targeted towards a lower audi- uh, smaller audience, right? Yeah. But a good example is going back to, say, Gold and Silver, gold and silver in terms of scaling and like progression, right? Mm. Here's something that is important, and all RPGs can do this. All RPGs can say, okay, well, we've done through an area, and we've played it casually, and we're level 9. We know that the enemies in the next area, we don't want them to be all level 9, because then maybe it's too tedious. So we want them to be level 7 or level 6 or whatever. And you can scale that difficulty based upon where players should probably be. But the thing that's even more interesting with that is that you can also challenge it and say, ah, this gym leader is a bird leader gym challenge. Faulkner is the gym leader challenge in the first game, and he is a bird trainer, right? They don't give you a rock Pokemon to fight. There is one, but it's very hidden and you need to know where to find it. Mm. But it's not like they just say, Oh, well bird trainer's coming up. Let's load the area before this with rock and electric types and make it invalidated immediately. They don't Uh. do that. They don't do that. They put thought behind what a Pokemon that you would find. Mm. And so it does challenge the player on that level. And I think the issue with here is that, like, you can't have content that's like, hey, hide and seek with these Pokemon and go find 10 of them. And then literally there's four of them right in the fucking open, right behind you. That's not accessibility, (laughs) that's just... Laziness. That's just, what the fuck? Like, what are you thinking? Like, if you wanted to put them in hiding spots around the town, and you had like, 50 well-good hidden hiding spots, and people are going to feel like a champion because they find 10 of these spots out of 50 of them, Sure. okay, that's cool, you know, like, maybe that's a cool idea. That goes back to the Korok Seed idea, like, where, you know, you want to put a blanket of them in hidden spots so you feel nice when you find them. But in this case, I literally went behind me and it's like, there's four of them right there. Those ones? You want me to hide and seek with those? The ones that are standing right in the open? Yeah. No, you're serious. You uh, you want me to go, really? Yeah. Why? Even children are going to look at that and go, excuse me, what the fuck? Uh. Why? no child is going to look at that and be like damn that was hard nobody in the world is going to go fuck man maybe the cuphead reviewer is going to go shit i couldn't find more than the <laughs> but like that's what i'm getting at here is that like who is this content for yeah. this content's not meant for adults this content's not made for even made for children children are not going to look at that and go oh well that was a meaningful experience they're going to go why was there four of them right in the open even kids yeah. are going to ask that Who is that content for right that's my problem, is that
0: if the quality of the content of the gems was still meaningful, even if the fight was validated by level, that would be kind of cool. See, that's I don't know why it popped into my head, but you were talking about going back to a zone, having stuff being level 9, you're like a high level and you just beat the other living crap out of them. Yeah. Elden Ring popped into my head. Yeah. When you go back to the starting zone, after you get out of that starting zone and go to the next area, when you go back after you've leveled and got major weapons, you mop the floor with everybody in that... Well, limgrave right and there's something wrong with that in rpgs or video games in general
1: in fact i think that's okay it's okay to overpower content and go back and feel like a champion otherwise yeah. you know the game is just it's always dangerous and if you want a game like that that's fine but you know it does feel very cathartic to get to that level of power and then tangibly feel that yeah. power level yeah, it's go, like, I
0: remember 40 hours ago, I got my butt kicked, and now so, I can just stomp so this dude Scarlet around you. So know? Scarlet and
1: Violet does something kind of like that in one of the opening areas where there's level 40 Houndoom, and there's no way you can fight that at the time you find it, because you're level... And it's part of the story. You're, like, level 5 or 6 at that point. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, maybe I can come back here later and fight that. And now that is a click moment of the player feeling
0: power alongside... You know themselves and saying, "I got stronger." Like I could- the idea of way going way back. Final Fantasy VII, entering the world map and finding that freaking worm that just mops the floor, the floor with you and, you, and then it- you go back. 50 levels later, later just beat the crap out of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it's that idea. And I don't think that's a bad thing on RPGs. I think that's a good thing on RPGs. Yeah. It's nice to have that level of exploration. And even in an open world game, I think that's fine. Yeah. Because you can sometimes just avoid encounters if you want to at that sure. point. Yeah. That is an option. And I think that that's a very valid option, especially if you want to go explore the content in the game. Yep. But the problem with Pokemon is that it's also pointless because, hmm. well, why would you go to these level er, these areas with level 40 Pokemon, a new Pokemon? Well, to catch Pokemon. Yeah. Well, you can't do that if you're not high enough level. So what the fuck is the point of having the open world?
0: Why give you access to why that Why give area? you access uh, to that? That's the point well, I'm th- making That now. is
2: something that, like, what, the, that, if you're going to go out there and get your stomp the living crap out of it, it's not like... Like... It's it's not like freaking playing like Elden Ring or Dark Souls where like if you got the skills and the patience you can you can beat them. Yeah. This is like no. No, like it's a my, brick wall. My, yeah, my Pokemon is this level and they're you're, this you're, level. So you're the just you're just physically
0: be, not you, powerful you, enough you to beat yes, You
2: yes, you cannot I mean. do it. So yeah. this
1: was an issue people had with Breath of the Wild too was because people were like, "Well, the lion, like you can find a Lionel like right outside of the Great Plateau, right?" You <laughs> can. But the thing is is that even though you, the player can beat it, Link cannot because oh. your gear won't be strong enough to fight it yet. Huh. Which that's off-putting in an open-world yeah. game. That sucks yeah. because if you, well, now if Link had a weapon that never broke, you could beat it without, you know, sure. and then you could beat it, and you would feel like a fucking champion for that. Yeah. It feels like shit when you go to an area and the game just says, "Well, you found it here, but just no." Even though you're skilled enough to do it, your character not skilled enough to do it. That feels like shit. Yeah. In Pokemon, it doesn't matter because it's an RPG, so it doesn't. It's not like you have the skill to get through these areas because it's an RPG. It's like, well, okay, there. What's the challenge? The challenge is fighting the Pokemon. Well, Mm. if you're just avoiding the Pokemon, you're just avoiding the challenge anyway. So it's kind of one of those things that, like, do I think an open-world Pokemon game can work? Yes. Do I think this game is probably going to do that right? Well, according to my friend, no. Already, that doesn't look like it's going to do it right. Mm. I'm not saying that Pokemon can't work as an open-world game, but I I don't know if they really understand the idea of why you would have an open-world game with Pokemon in it. Hmm. it's not one of these things now that it's like, well, you want to catch stronger Pokemon. That's true. But what are the other advantages? If you go to a high level area and there's high level crafting materials, or there's high level like items or something you could find, if there's a reason that you would want to go there before you're supposed to be there, that's that's the draw crafting that's, better pokeballs y- yeah even something like that you don't craft pokeballs in this game you can oh. craft tms because tms are no longer infinite usage and that's a whole other can of worms that we'd have to go into but we're not going to but yeah, we're almost at two hours yeah but it's still <laughs> this idea that in order for an open world game to really have something that is worthwhile you have to think about the aspect of why is it open world ah so even with an idea of skyrim like one of the things that's funny is that once people figured out like oh this is the best unhanded weapons that you can find in the game like those gloves that you you can find in Riften or whatever the fuck it is. Sure. People know about that and people go there. But on your first playthrough, you don't know that. Right. But one of the beauties of an open world game is discovering something like that. It's just a
2: cave. Oh, I have just found the entrance to the Dwarven City.
1: Right. Mm. And that's the thing is that finding those experiences on your own are what makes an open world game special. Yep. In the case of Pokemon... The game basically says that there's three main objectives you can do. You can either go fight off Team Star, you can either go challenge the Pokemon League, or you can go help this guy find all these legendary ingredients, ingredients for cooking. Hmm. But the thing is, though, right, is that, okay, well, these are three objectives that you have now found. What's the intrigue here? I, what's, okay, I choose my own adventure. I get to go do any of these I want to. Did I need to be told they were fucking there? Wouldn't it be more special if I found the gyms myself? No, ah. I get shown where they are. Well, what about the Team Star members? If I would have found them myself in the open world and fought them myself, I don't need motivation from these other characters to tell me to go do this. I know they're there. I want to go find them. I want to go do that. If you told me that there were Pokemon gangs in the overworld, and it's like, well, hell, maybe I should go fight them. You know, that sounds bad. Gangs. If you told me they were violent or something or whatever, you know, it's a Pokemon game. But the idea is that if you tell me, oh, they need to be disbanded, that's fine. And this game does do that, but they're like, oh, here's where all of them are, and you're never really in danger anyway because NPCs are following you in the game. And it's
0: like, that ruins it. That, that ruins that, that's it. That's why I asked about the accessibility thing. Are uh, they doing it? Are they dumbing the game down for younger people to play? Uh, they <laughs> are, but
1: again, Legends Arceus had more open world to it, and they didn't have NPCs really following you around as much. And if you were to get in fight with high level Pokemon, you could still have all of your Pokemon faint. I mm. don't think you would unless you really tried to, but it could happen. But in this game, it's like okay, the first Pokemon bank or the first Pokemon. uh uh, team Star, I went to right the first team Star members I went to. Well, the fucking professor of the school is following you around in a disguise anyway. A bad disguise, mind you. It's not even subtle that it's him. Hmm. But it's like, why are you here? Oh, don't worry. If you get in danger, you can come back to me and I'll heal your Pokemon to full HP. And it's like, why am I, why am I fucking here? Okay, cool. I have my own choose your own adventure book. Why does that fucking matter if I'm still being followed by people? Yeah. I don't want that experience in an open world game. I want this to be an experience of. There are Pokemon out there. I want to go find them and I want to go catch them and I want to discover the new species and I want to discover what's out there. I don't need NPCs following me. I don't need NPCs to tell me they're there. I, 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 oh, man, like the opening cave when it had a Houndoom inside of it. It's like, fuck, are there Houndoom in here? I love Houndoom. Houndoom's one of my favorite Pokemon. Maybe I'll catch a Houndoom at the very start of my adventure and use that during my adventure. That's so exciting for a Pokemon game. Sure. That's a prospect that Pokemon games don't have because now going back to Pokemon, it's like, well, Route 2, what do you have in here? Pidgey and Rattata. Fuck, man, I don't want a Pidgey Arbattata. Maybe I want a Beldum. I want a raise Metal Gross. Maybe I want a Dratini. Well, where's that at? Well, that's at gym
0: number seven. Well, fuck, that's already halfway through the fucking game. What's so the- because there is no element of discovery, it's kind of ruining your experience? There, the issue is that the element of discovery
1: is not there right. naturally. Yeah. It's there because the game is saying, well, there's gym leaders over here and there's Team Star right here and there's the ingredient pokemon this way and you can go find them right there they're right there marked on your mini map and it's like that does ruin my experience. So it
0: holds your hand too much.
1: It, it does, It's not that it holds your hand. So the thing is, is that now what I'm doing is like, okay, well, I know my objective is here. So I'm just going to check everything around it to see what I can find. Because yeah. that's what I want to do. Because I don't want to go to that
0: fucking area yet. But I But it sounds like it tells you what you can find before you even get to it.
1: Well, the thing is, is that the problem is that there's not really much to find in the open world anyway. Yeah, that so sucks. that's the problem. It's like I said, it's not there's not much in the open world anyway. It's like, okay, well, I find these things called gimme gold coins. Okay, well, what do they do? I don't know yet. So huh. maybe there's a cool uh, like accessibility like thing I could find later for those. Maybe it's neat. I found these cool pillars in the ground and I pulled one out, but it didn't do anything. I don't know what that's about. I'm sure there's more of them in the world. That's intriguing. That's what I'm looking for. An effect of something that happens. I don't know what's happening yet. Maybe it's linked to legendaries. I have no fucking clue. Uh, Maybe the game later in the story will say, ah, those things you did find, there is a reason for that. And it's like, good, now you're giving me answers to this. And now I have the reason to go find them. I found them intrinsically myself. Maybe I didn't even need the NPC to tell me, but that's cool. I'm finding something. There's a cause and effect there. But the problem is, is that if you're telling me, ah, you should go challenge the eight gems, it's like, okay, that's cool. I'll go find them. I'll let me mark them on your mini map for you. And it's like, fuck you! I don't want you to mark them. I want to go exploring. I want to go yeah. find them myself. What's the fucking point if you're gonna tell me where everything is? Yeah.
0: Why? Why be open world to begin with?
1: Oh What's god. Like, that? like that's the thing with Skyrim is that yes, you know where all the major maps are, but man, our major like land points are. Yeah. And I hate, f- I fucking hate that too. It's like, oh, well, there's a cave system over here. It's like, well, fuck you! I didn't want me to tell the cave system there. It's better if I find out my fucking self. Sure. God damn it, Breath of the Wild did that better. Well, even yes, there's a shrine radar. I think
2: that's what I have just noticing is like, they're really just like lately, like when you play the Pokemon games now, it's just like, yeah, we don't trust you, so here you go. Sun and
1: Moon were the worst. Oh yeah, they Ultra baby Sunna- the living crap but, out of Sun and you. and Moon is the worst the games have ever been in my opinion, ever. And holding I, hands, yes. Yeah, I still fucking hate those games. It Sword and Shield still had that issue at some points, but a lot of other points the game did not hold your hand as much and I was a fan of that. But in this game, it just feels like they are kind of holding your hand, but they're not kind of holding your hand, but at the same time you're being followed and it's just like, man, it doesn't feel like I'm on my own. That's mm. the whole thing with an open world Pokemon game. I just want to feel like I'm on my fucking own and just enjoying the experience. And I am enjoying the experience, what there is there so far, but it's it still cheapens that experience. It still mm. makes me feel like Game Freak doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And that's what this all circles back around to. Game Freak doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And they are the problem. They need to go. All the criticism in the world doesn't mean shit if at the end of the day they don't know what makes an interesting RPG. And that's to me is really sad because even in other RPGs, you can find caves that aren't part of the main story, you can find equipment and chests that aren't part of the main story, you can go off the beaten path and discover things. Yep. Yeah. That's a really cool art like aspect of RPGs. And that is just sorely missing from Pokemon. Mm. Okay, cool, I found a cave system for terror raid battles. That's neat, but like. It's too easy, and they're over before it even matters anyway. And if I want my friends to join me, it's a pain in the ass to get them to join, unless they're in my 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 actual game anyway. And most of the time, I've had communications issues with it. And it's just like, that's fucking... How,
0: so, uh, I don't know if you're done with Pokemon yet, but uh, how's the Discord working? I heard Discord is now an official app on Switch. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I think, didn't, 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 didn't I write with that, Adam? Didn't, didn't they say I something? I thought so. I know they put it on Xbox. Xbox.
3: Discord is not currently on a Nintendo Switch console.
0: I know Discord is an app on Xbox, but I could have swore they actually put Discord as an app on Nintendo uh, Switch. I
1: don't know how that would work. If it does work, the Switch is probably overheating, but I use Discord anyway when I'm playing with my friends. But Through your
0: phone though, right? Or do you just on on your computer?
1: I'm on my computer. Uh, I have my PC yeah. like facing the wall here, and sure. then behind me I have my entertainment system, yeah. so I'm sitting watching my entertainment system while with my headphones on. That's what I'm doing. So, huh. But you know, again, so far with Scarlet and Violet, I'm only like 12 hours into the game so far, and so far, am I having fun? Well, yes. And honestly the bugs are enjoying me are enjoy are an enjoyment to me. I have videos, good example of my friend was like joined on my game, right? Mm-hmm. And he knew I was doing the main story, so he stood around where the main story was so we could play together. And then all of a sudden we discover, wait, I can see you in my cutscene. Huh. Oh. The NPCs aren't reacting to you at all, my cutscene. So he starts spinning around I was gonna and- say,
0: can he move during your cutscene?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. In Pokemon Battles, he could be running around during my Pokemon Battles. That's it, messed it, up. it was funny. It was funny to me. And to everybody's like, this is a bug. This is horrendous. This is not a AAA game. And it's like, that's true. But it's also fucking hilarious. <laughs> Imagine
0: him going into a T-pose in the middle of one of your cutscenes.
1: <laughs> uh, that would fucking murder me. My sides would be in orbit and I would be laughing my ass off. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I don't even think that that's an issue with Game Freak at that point, to be fair to them. I think that's just, how do you handle that? Right. In an RPG, Like, that's hard to do. Like, in Final Fantasy XIV, what it is is that you would go to an NPC, and you click on them, and then you go to an instance cutscene where you don't see other players. Yeah. And then you watch the cutscene that way. And, like, imagine if every instance cutscene in that game showed all the other players around you. That would be hilarious but it would also look stupid as fuck. Yeah,
0: especially if you have a, an NPC being like, you're, you're the, he- the main hero of this entire story, and then it's like all these other players. Like you have like 20 dancing yeah. naked people in the background yeah. behind the NPC. It would be fucking hilarious, yep. don't get me wrong.
1: But it also would break your immersion. Yeah, the thing like, with what about po- that hero? What but the about thing that with- hero? Right. The thing with Pokemon, though, is that people are like, this is a bug. This looks stupid. And I'm like, wait, are you telling me you're trying to get immersed in this fucking story? Right. There's no immersion to be had in a Pokemon story, sure. especially this one. I'm sorry to fucking tell you. So my friends all floating in the background on their bike because the bike doesn't load, yep. but they're floating. Yep. It's fucking hilarious to me. And for what little fucking shit I give about the story of this game, even though some of the characters, again, are charming and well-written. That's not what I play Pokemon games for. If the Pokemon games want to throw good and involve stories at me all of a sudden, hey, fuck it, I'm down. But I'm not expecting you're it You're them. there for the gameplay. I, I'm there for the games. I'm there for the Pokemon. I'm there for, you know, to go through the ringer again. Yeah. I would love one day to be pleasantly surprised by Pokemon again. I do not think Game Freak is going to be
0: the one to do it. How many Pokemon in this game? 150? I don't know. That's Uh, something
2: I did not actually check. I know we're well over 1,000 at this point. We're
0: well over... But you don't know how many in this particular game. You (laughs) think they put all 1,000 in here?
1: I don't know. I know that for Sword and Shield, they did not put the National decks in, and people were fucking mad about that. I don't think they did put every Pokemon in this game again. I don't think every Pokemon game needs to have every Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think it would be nice if they had, like, a metaverse game for Pokemon where you had all the Pokemon available, but it was, like they have a Pokemon bank right now where you can store all of your Pokemon from every game, but I think it would be cool if they had, like... 400. They put Ah. 400 games, uh, 400 Pokemon on this one, but I think it would be cool if they did have a game that was, like, here's all the Pokemon together and we can make them interact together and everybody's Pokemon are stored here in this, like, sphere or whatever. Like, this game. I think that would be kind of cool, but I don't know if... Again, Game Freak is the right ones to really interact with that about. I think Game Freak is the problem here again. I <laughs> think that they are the instigator of a lot of issues that we've had with Pokemon so far, and I don't think it's ever going to get better until Game Freak is gone. I'm have
0: they sure. ever made a Pokemon MMO? No. This is the closest we have with four
1: people. Huh. Uh, and if Game Freak was the ones to be making it, then it would still be instance with four people like for Fantasy Star and uh, Guild Wars 1 because Game Freak could not make an MMO.
0: So it wouldn't be Pokemon WoW?
1: I uh, you know Pokemon I would love I would love to have a Pokemon MMO I think Pokemon could work as an MMO but I think the problem is, is that Pokemon structurally needs to be redone from the ground
0: up so uh, and so like and this is going to be like a side tangent do you po- think if they made a Pokemon MMO would it kill any interest in every other Pokemon to release afterwards no no Again, I think that a Pokemon MMO would be great. So,
1: like, with the National Dex right now, let's just say it has a number of 1,100. I don't know if that's how many unique Pokemon there are, hmm. but I know it's well over a 1,000. So let's just say we have 1,100 Pokemon. You can't fit all 1,100 Pokemon in a game. You probably could. In an MMO, you could. But in an MMO, you could easily yeah. do it. Yeah. So that would be the idea behind a Pokemon MMO that I think would be great. It'd be a great way to store all of your Pokemon, have access to all of your Pokemon, battle other trainers, have a way to play the game. But again, I think Pokemon right now... At a very core structural level, suffers because they don't know where they want to take the series and make it as involved in other EP- RPGs in a way that's meaningful for players. Mm. So, a good example is even something I find frustrating with this, and I find this frustrating with every Pokemon game, is the idea of natures in the game. Mm. So, the way that it works is that Pokemon have 26 different natures that they have randomly generated when you capture the Pokemon, right? Yep. What natures do is that there's four of them that are neutral, and then the other ones will increase a stat by 10% and decrease another stat by 10%.
0: This is a mechanic from Arceus, right? This is a
1: mechanic from back as far back as Generation 3. Well, I think
0: I remember you mentioning this in the Arceus review.
1: It was also in Arceus, yes. And again, I think this is, again, one of those things that, like, People are like, well, it adds intrigue to Pokemon or whatever. And I'm like, here's an idea. What if Pokemon had like, I don't know what you would call it, something like an equipment slot? I'm not sure. But what if Pokemon could just wear something that at any point in time you could decide, well, this stat is increased by 10% and this one is decreased by 10%. You know, like a traditional RPG system with equipment items. That's a good idea.
0: Make them Pokemon collars.
1: Right. Maybe maybe you could make them a collar or a ring. I don't know. You could maybe call it an equipment slot. I don't know. There's throwing ideas out there. Yeah. But you could do this for so people don't have to do this thing where like oh for me good example i know that this pokemon is really fast i want to make sure that increases its speed even more so it's the fastest thing out there sure oh, oh this nature sucks throw the pokemon away this nature sucks throw the pokemon away uh, this nature sucks throw the pokemon away fucking sucks dick as yeah. a system it's so fucking bad yeah i remember and it's been like this yep. since generation fucking three who keeps asking for this it's a fix that is simple for any other rpg any other rpg would say hey what if you just have an equipment slot and you can choose which one gets decreased by ten percent and the other one gets increased by ten percent? That fucking simple. It's that fucking simple. Wasn't this a problem with Pokemon Go? Isn't that this has you... been a Pokemon? This has been an issue with Pokemon Emerald, Pokemon, Uh-oh. you know, all the way back yeah. to Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. This has been an issue with all of them, all the way up to this fucking game. Jeez. It's been a an issue. Yeah. A lot of fans blow it off because they don't know better or they don't want to just accept the fact that it could be done better. Yeah. But fans at this point will just eat shit up and they don't understand that it could be done better. And that their time is more valuable than having to fucking catch thirty the same fucking Pokemon to find the one fucking nature you want. Yeah. It's so bad. This game still has it. This Jeez. game still has it. This game still has it. So if I find a Pokemon, it's like, oh man, fuck yeah! I found two shinies so far, which makes me a fucking lottery winner. I should go buy a lottery ticket because I found two fucking shinies so far. Those are fucking rare as hell. But the nature's on one of them sucks dick. So uh, why would I use it? Even though I found this came incredibly.
2: in and bought some games from the GameStop deal.
1: So why the fuck would I use this Pokemon that's shiny even though it looks cool as fuck. I found it. I should love this thing. It should be great. But now myself as a cynical adult and even a kid is going to look at this and say, well, oh, well, the stats in this thing suck. In the box you go. Mm. How fucking dumb is that? I I never
2: really like that was one of my biggest pet peeves. In the Pokemon Go thing Where everyone's like Oh the Pokemon stats That you have for that It's just junk it I'm just like that's I, th- I don't get to play This game that much I need something Just to throw in a gym But that's it's gonna go in the gym Either way who gives a crap right now, but you,
1: but this, but, I don't care. So again, that's something I've told people with the games from the very beginning. It's like those stats. Why is that something you just don't intrinsically level up in gameplay as you play the fucking game? Well, like, well in post-game, it's like who fucking cares about post-game? I want it for the main game. I want the main game to be focused and balanced around that. But they're not. They're fucking not. My friend finding a gym that he found after seven gyms. it's level nine. It proves that there's such a fucking lack of care when it comes to how people are approaching these games. Yeah. And it's so bad game freak is the issue and i know more people are now starting to voice this opinion and it's good it needs to be voiced game freak is the fucking issue they need to go i'm not saying that some of these systems that they have had in the game cannot stay but they need to be refined they need to be done better doing the same fucking thing for the last 20 years is killing this franchise to in people's eyes it's pissing them off but the thing is, is that the franchise can't die. It's too big to die. And they don't want it to die. They want it to get better. And Game Freak is just going to go, well, we know best because we've done this for 20 fucking years. So we're going to continue to do it the same way for 20 fucking years. No, stop. Make it better.
0: So, Yeah. My, my, I'm curious. I don't have my phone on me. I think it's in my room. But uh, what's the Metacritic for this game? I don't know. I'm not looking at. I, I, I know. I know. We can't really trust Metacritic. I don't want. I don't.
1: Don't look it up yet, Adam. I don't want to see it. I want to wait until I finish this game before I give it a review, our full review. But my okay. my knee jerk reaction to this after doing two gems and one team star battle is I know exactly what I can expect after the first. Eight hours of this game, and I will know what I'm going to expect for the next forty hours of this game. Ah.
2: That is actually one hundred percent fact. That's... Once you like, if once you play like at least six, like five to six hours. What you got through six hours, that's the play style, that's what's going on, and that's, that's, and the, that's, that's the rhythm of the game. That's
1: so fucking disappointing. Hmm. Even to games like Dragon Warrior, even games like you know Final Fantasy, you don't know. Yeah, okay, you know what the gameplay is going to be like from playing the game starting out as a JRPG, but you don't know how much more power you're going to get. You don't know the intrigue you're going to have by the end. You don't you know don't the, h- the weapons that you, you can
2: you, get. You, 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 know? d- you
0: can't necessarily compare Final Fantasy because a big factor with that is I want to see the story. How much of a story is there in Pokemon?
1: Oh, right. That's the other problem, too. Who fucking cares about the story? This isn't about the story. It's about the adventure you right. go on. So who fucking but, cares about the so story? So Final Fantasy, You're you You're a 12-year-old little
0: kid and your parents still love you. Go out in the woods and catch some Pokemon. I want to know what happens with T- T- Titus, T- Titus, and uh, Jack. Like, right. that's that's your focus. That's right. not necessarily it, the gameplay. The gameplay is extra.
1: Right. And the thing is with this game is that, like I said, there's the person who wants you to get the, the ingredients for the sandwiches that he wants to make, these really rare <laughs> ingredients out in the open world. But is his personality something I give a fuck about? No. no. Is he voice acted? No. Twenty fucking five years later, we still can't get fucking voice actors for these fucking games. Are you kidding me? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No. The thing. The thing is, is that like I'm coming off as overly negative for a game that I'm enjoying playing. But I am saying that these review, like these things I'm saying about the game that are very mean, are problems I have with these games. Yeah. And if I were to start knocking off a point for the- every time, so X and Y wasn't voice acted, Legends Arceus wasn't voice acted. Pokemon you know, Sword and Shield wasn't voice acted, and this game wasn't voice acted. If I was to deduct a point from
0: every single fucking game of a generation, that would bring this game down by four fucking points. Get with the fucking times. None of the other Pokemon games are voice acted. Why is your expectations for this game to be voice acted? You see, that's funny that you say that, and that is a good point. But Breath of the Wild... But this isn't Breath of the Wild. Who fucking cares? It's Pokemon. I'm playing devil's advocate.
1: Right. And and that's the thing is that you could play your devil's advocate. But here's the thing, right? If, If people were to say, ah, but what if the lack of voice acting increased the experience? And I would say, ah, now you might have a point there. But here's the thing, right? Not having any noise when characters speak. That's a little weird. That's, it's been like that for 25 fucking years. Yeah. Again, why change it now? We've always done it like this. Why right. change it now? What, you could do the Animal Crossing thing where they... Whatever. Sims. You could do that. It, does, it doesn't matter. Just try it. Yeah. Fucking try bells? it. Will I old bells and yeah. Pokemon too? Right. Like, why, fu- why not fucking try something new? 25 years later, you can do this with Pokemon, but they refuse to try to innovate. Mm. They do the same fucking thing because Game Freak refuses to innovate the series. They are the problem. I'm expecting this because this year, these last few years have shown that games can go in higher levels of quality. Yeah. Again, Breath of the Wild shows that there is an actual increase of quality with Zelda, and they're trying to innovate the games as they get older.
0: And that's great. I actually need to play more Breath of the Wild. Was there voice acting in that game? Yes. Is there? Okay. Even the opening cutscene, it's voice acted. And I was taken. Oh,
1: that's right. And this. I was taken aback. Yeah. I, I was like, wait, this is, what, what the fuck? And that, to, that. and that to me immediately got me invested. And it's like, wait, are you going to try to tell a deeper story here? And and they did. They mm. did try it. And yeah. they did try new things. And it's like, I'm for this. This is awesome. This mm. is really good. Sure. This is really good. And it makes me so excited for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. Sword and Shield, that's why when I went from Sword and Shield to Scarlet and Violet, I don't expect anything new. Why you mm. expect it? They're not going to do it. You know how fucking flabbergasted I would be if there was actual voice acting in the cutscenes? All of a sudden, I would be like, okay, well, maybe you're trying to tell... Uh, you're trying something. Oh, wait, uh, hold the fuck up. I'll pay attention. I'm going to give you more respect here. This is why I give Game Freak zero respect. They don't try anything new. They are stagnating the series. They need to go.
0: They are the problem. Mm-hmm. Rush and Crunch is a problem for these people, I know from the Nintendo company. So with what has happened... Yes. ...with this game and your opinions and your experience, if they say... Two years from now, hey guys, Game Freep's coming out with another Pokemon. Are you going to give them another chance? I don't know. At this point, like... (sighs) I hate to say it, I would wait... I, have, I would wait. So, but the problem is, is that at this point... Has this game burned you enough to where you're not going to trust another Pokemon no.
1: game? No. Am I, am I am I having fun playing a Pokemon game? Yes. Again, I'm going through the ringers. But, like, this isn't like... I, now I have a reason to hate Game Freak in terms of, like, Blizzard, where I have a, a very goddamn good, vivid reason to hate them as a company mm. and the people who work at that company. Sure. I fucking hate them. And I don't give a shit if they release the best game ever fucking made. I'm
0: still not buying it from them. They can go fuck themselves. I hope Bobby Akotic still fucking so if you, gets if you, jumped off a cliff. If you waited for their next Pokemon game and said... You you wouldn't even be like, well, I want to see what the reviews say first, and then I'm going to buy it? I would probably just buy it anyway, and I would just have the
1: same like uh, like same like, reaction to it if it's, it's the same thing. But the problem is, is that do I still have a big enough fun time with the core aspect of Pokemon? Yes. Now, people are going to say, well, you're the problem. You're not voting with your wallet. And to an extent, they are right. But the problem is, is that because the fan base for these games are so large... I know they're getting this feedback, and they're just not listening to it. So a good example is Breath of the Wild. It looks like Breath of the Wild 2 is taking feedback that they got from Breath of the Wild 1, Mm -hmm. and they're going to actually start moving forward with it. And I want to be pleasantly surprised when they do move forward with it, because if they do, I'm going to keep using Breath of the Wild for every fucking example ever about how you can listen to your fans and you can do better because of your fans. Pokemon... Again, highest-grossing IP of all time. You have the fans. You have the people saying these things. You have feedback, and you're just not listening. Uh, Fuck Game Freak. They are the problem. Damn. I can say that maybe the Pokemon company is also part of that problem, too. I don't know. And if it is them, then I hope that they start getting their own fuck you from fans.
2: And, and like like, it, like lessons weren't learned from the last Pokemon game that came out. Like, they're lesson, not, lessons weren't learned. The, they're, yeah. they're, the bugs are worse than what the bugs were
1: in our Legends. Are, yeah, but the thing is, is that people are gonna say, "Well, that's because of Crunch." And it's like Sword and Shield didn't have that many bugs. The game didn't look as good as it could have, but I don't remember the game being that buggy it no, wasn't, I don't
2: think it was that buggy it wasn't either. that
1: buggy I can tell you where crunch really happened for sword and shield yes but it wasn't that buggy this game is the opening cutscene they t-post how does that yeah. fucking get into the final fucking release of the game yeah. did you not play test this yeah there, that it's it has to be deliberate How could that not be deliberate? How do you not know that the opening fucking cutscene of the game has T-posing? How do you not know? There's no way that's not deliberate. Somebody at Game Freak is fucking with us. Maybe. I don't know. It sounds like a conspiracy, but how the fuck does that make it into the game? Yeah. That's... Bewilderingly, that's that's that's. I can't even explain how bad that is. Andrew's brain is broken. (laughs) That breaks my brain. There's no fucking way somebody at Game Freak didn't know that was a thing. Right. Like, how the fuck? I don't understand. Again, this is why I say. Fuck, Game Freak, they
0: they are fucking with us. They have to be. I think Blessings Review actually says something about how did this game get to cert and how did nobody from quality control or whatever catch any of these bugs. Yeah, there's no
1: fucking way. And the thing is too is again, maybe it is the Pokemon company that is setting these deadlines and maybe the Pokemon company is the ones that need to be told like hey, fuck off and let the games be better. Yeah. Maybe that is the case, but I don't think so. I think honestly Game Freak is the fucking problem and I think they are just lazy and they're mediocre game developers and they've always been mediocre game developers and Pokemon Red and Blue were way ahead of its fucking time when the games came out but they're not innovative now the same thing hasn't been innovative for the last 25 fucking years do something new please and thank you
3: team on this journey i'll be the best that there ever was yeah my time is now and i won't stop till i'm on top i'll be the best there ever. be the best featuring a drive shofu and matt houston by Nerd Out. You can never go toe to toe, there's no stopping us. You know, my whole team fly like a Yeah, you say you're a goon, what's a goon to a goblin? I'm the only one
0: to make a gloom from the Noddish. You and your squadron is goon from the start. If you choose to be hardhead, who
1: choose the target? I'm heartless, monsters, spinning up projectiles. Watch out for the trickle when he level up the skip type. Leaf guard, you ain't messing with Laurentius. Slicing up enemies, it's looking like it's dancing. I'm in the
0: lush jungle, chilling with my roulette. Shaking in your outfit, and we ain't even out yet. Your squad looking
3: thing is a creatine. I
0: wonder if people will be that cri- this critical of um, uh, I want to say Skyrim six, Elder Scrolls six, because if you think about it, from Oblivion to Skyrim, it hasn't really innovated much.
1: It no, it so- actually stepped backwards a lot.
0: Oh, see, that's even worse. It
1: stepped backwards, but people were okay with it for the graphical fidelity of it, and people... Kind of did the same thing for Fallout 4. People were just happy to have another Fallout game, Mm -hmm. and
0: even though the graphical fidelity for Fallout 4 was a lot better and the production value was a bit better, the game has still been a buggy nightmare. But, like, if if they release Elder Scrolls 6 and it's, like, the same freaking gameplay mechanics, like, are people going to blast Skyrim or whatever? If
1: if it was basically just Skyrim with a new coat of paint, like, they didn't innovate, yes, people are going to blast the shit out of it. Ah. The thing is, though, is that I think, honestly, when they released Fallout 76 and Bethesda learned that they're not the immortal god developers that they thought they were, despite the fact how bad and buggy their games have been. Yeah. I think at this point Bethesda is either going to take a step back and say, "Okay, we can't make Elder Scrolls 6." So, you think bad.
0: separate from the separate from the fact that they're making Starfield, do you think the reason that Sky uh Elder Scrolls 6 has been delayed so much is because they got to get it right? I think yes. <laughs> I think Fallout 76 showed that yes, people are only a not afraid to voice their
1: opinions. They're yeah. not afraid to voice uh, to vote with their wallet. If they think your game is going to be that fucking bad, they will not buy it. And I think Favesa's scared, and that's good. That's a that's a healthy relationship yep. between your customers and your developers. If you released, you know Right now with Cyberpunk the, Cyberpunk, the reason why people bought it was because it was coming from CD Projekt Red. And a lot of people like. I C-
0: bought it specifically because of what it is.
1: Yeah, but a lot of people also want it trusted CD Projekt Project Red. Uh. And the problem is is that Cyberpunk did a lot of damage to their reputation. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Witcher 1, 2, and 3 had a lot of issues when it came out, but the game's qualities were still high enough to where those patches were fast and effective and they got people trusting the developer again. And that's why they figured... And people knew cyberpunk was not going to be perfect when it came out
0: yeah but i didn't think it was gonna be as bad as it was that's the problem people
1: thought well okay there's gonna be bugs but they'll fix it and that'll be fine they did not expect what they got was going to be that bad
0: the game was so bad they had to pull it from the playstation store because it sucked that
1: there's a difference between maybe a chef having to rush cooking you something and there's a few burnt edges but he can cut the edges off for you and then beneath that will be a nice perfectly seared steak and it's delicious between that and what we got with you know cyberpunk when it was just a crisp it wasn't even finished it was over uh, i was thinking it like was a, just a rare
0: steak yeah as it opposed was, to medium well
1: or whatever. right I, maybe yeah rare might be the best way of putting mm-hmm. it it was just a rare steak it wasn't even cooked yeah like yes I there's like meat. Rare. yes there's meat there yes it's bleeding maybe some people do like rare or medium rare steaks but this isn't even safe to eat right. it's not cooked And that was the problem with it. It wasn't even undercooked. It just wasn't cooked. So, you know, and maybe at this point, again, with the next game that CD Projekt Red works on, it'll have higher quality. I think Elder Scrolls 6 is going to learn because of how bad Fallout 76 was. I think they
0: are going to say, okay, we can't fuck up that badly again. Was Fallout 76 Bethesda or was that Obsidian? That was Bethesda. Okay. And
2: that was the online where the NPCs, you didn't know what exactly was. And people online were helping, pretending to be NPCs to help new players. Yeah. It was so messed up because I remember playing it once. This was like, is it as bad as everyone says it is? I'll just try it out. Yes. And I'm just like, where's the NPCs? Where do I go? What am I doing? And then some guy goes, hey, what you doing? I'm like, oh, this quest. Oh, yeah, sure. Cool. Here you go. And I'm like, hey there, you gotta
0: go this way, boy. Hey there. (laughs) And now
1: the thing is, is that I'm not saying that that is like part of the experience, like not part of the intended experience, because maybe players were going to interact with that way. But... Fallout 76 had issues with everything else about it. That was just so horrendous. Everything would break. Everything was buggy. You could shoot a monster, and its head would explode and still be there. Or you could ex- shoot it, and it would explode and grow back. What you the? could get into power armor, and you would turn into Slender Man, All of your clothing would disappear, and the power armor would be invisible. Like, when I say Fallout 76 was buggy, I mean beyond buggy. Huh. Like, maybe I'll go loot something off a corpse and then get it in my inventory, and then <laughs> when I close the inventory, he still has the item, and I have it in my inventory, and I can re-loot it Oh, again. you can break the game. Like, shit like that. Like, Damn. the game was just broken ah. on every level. The problem was, like I said, it, like it, that's going to happen is that I think with like, with Skyrim 6, I'm going to call it Skyrim yeah, 6. Yeah, me goals, Is that I think they are going to add a lot to this game, and I think they are going to really take a step back and say, okay... We can't make Skyrim 6. We have to actually innovate to this game. We have to right. make this better. There might be bugs on day one. That's fine. But we have to take in the criticism and actually... Listen to it because before they kind of just said, We don't kind of listen to the criticism of players. Because what are players? So a lot of players, we're going to give them this open world, and you know what they're going to do with it? We're going to write the most beautiful story ever written, and they're going to tear the pages out of the book and make paper airplanes and throw it across the room. That's what players are going to do.
0: Who? What's that? I'm going to go that way.
1: Right. But and they're going to be like, Why fucking try? But yeah. the problem is, is that at that point, though, you can't say that those are your target players and that that's everybody playing your games because that's.
0: I clearly- mean, there are diehard Elder Scrolls fans who actually want the story. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Skyrim's story was so fucking bad. Yeah, I don't don't even know it.
1: Uh, Long story short, here's the thing. When you get told that you're basically the prophet, like the prophecy in any video game, Mm. it ruins the whole fucking story because you know exactly how the story is going to end which people are going to say well you just gave Breath of the Wild the thing with Breath of the Wild was how it presented its story even though you knew Link was going to defeat Ganon Link was a character in this role before everything went to shit so his reactions was I was what I was wanting to see yeah. and sadly that's what the story failed but if Link would have reacted to the story beats it would have been fucking emotionally powerful and that was going to be the cool aspect of that prophecy story as opposed to Elder sure. Scrolls where everybody's like you're the Dovahkiin oh my god you're the Dovahkiin you're going to go kill the dragon Dovahkiin thank you Dovahkiin here yeah. here, have this magic power because you're the Dovahkiin here's a sword because you're the Dovahkiin I react to you because you're the Dovahkiin the whole story reacts the whole story does not feel like it's continuing without you it feels like the whole story and every NPC is reacting in there because of you not ah. in spite of you they're there because of you and that feels so fucking shitty so stupid it's yeah. so bad and the story to elder Scrolls skyrim was so fucking mediocre and badly written it was like whatever fuck it i'm not engaging with this as opposed to breath of the wild where i was actually really invested in when the story let me down it made me sad but i was still really impressed that zelda was reaching that level of storytelling and I think that, again, the nuance was there, and I think they understand that, and they took that feedback back. Like, I'm hoping that's there for Breath of the Wild 2. Damn. My expectations for Breath of the Wild 2 are through the fucking roof, because I think they are listening to feedback. As opposed to Bethesda and opposed to Game Freak, where they're just like, eh,
0: fuck it. We're going to do the same thing we did for the last five games, and you're going to buy it, and you're going to like it, because fuck you. I'm not going to lie, I'm probably going to skip Elder Scrolls 6. I'm kind of over fantasy stuff. I need a break. I love fantasy stuff. I'm going to wait for the reviews. And if I get told that the game basically gives me a blowjob as soon
1: as I open the fucking case to it, I'll buy it. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not expecting that. I'm just going to be real with people right now. I'm not expecting that. So not going to expect that for the new Pokemon game after this one either. I'm just saying until I get told Game Freak gets fucking fired out of the su- out of a cannon into the sun or whatever the fuck. I'm not expecting anything new from the the, special for the new Pokemon game. That's why I'm going to be hyper critical of the games when they come out and that's why I'm going to probably play them and still enjoy them but at this point I'm kind of just tired of Game Freak and I think that they're a developer that needs to go as opposed to maybe CD Project Red Red or Bethesda where they still obviously have enough people with talent in the series that want to try to make games that are worth people's time that they're worth playing. I don't get that from Game Freak. I literally get that they're just going through the Pokemon machine and they have a grinder and they just have a set system of doing shit and They don't give a fuck about uh, their product, and I think that's the truth.
0: Are they doing something specific for Witcher in December?
1: I don't know. Like an update or an upgrade? I don't know. I never played The Witcher 3. I kind of want to after I've watched your videos, but I don't know enough about the Witcher lore and the fantasy to get into it, so I'm probably not ever going to, unfortunately. Ah. But... That's a video for another time, and sure. because we're dragging this out pretty oh, yeah. long, and oh, I yeah. ranted on long enough, and I'm glad that you guys let me speak about this. I'm sorry that I get passionate about this, but this is a game series that we've no, all played this since. Is, this is the whole entire point,
0: of, right? To uh, so talk about it was this. either Pokemon or Modern Warfare, right? But now choice. the
1: funny thing is, is that despite the fact of how hypercritical I was of Pokemon so far, and me playing the game for the first like 12 hours and my reactions to it, do I think it's worth going out and buying? Yeah, fine. It's it's okay. It's worth playing, I think, because the game's pretty and the Pokemon, fight. it is Pokemon, and you're going to fall in love with them because I already love my starter. I can't say that I don't. I love the Which designs. Which one did you pick? The Weed Cat. The Fire type for me. Yeah, every, a lot of people chose Fue I just I, chose... I
2: honestly, have, I, I've only, like, what was it? I think it was Sword Shield. That was the very first time I've ever picked a Grass type. Yeah. A lot of people Because didn't. I really I looked and I was like, what's the fire type? It's a rabbit. Oh, okay. It's a rabbit. It plays Scorbunny. soccer. Uh I'm an American. Get
1: I love fucked. I love yeah. Square Bunny. I did I did pick Square Bunny for that game and I it didn't let me down. Uh, no, I actually didn't choose Inteleon for that one, so I did choose. I, was gonna say, yeah, I no, chose no. Sobble. That's right, sorry. I chose Sobble and I got Inteleon and I fucking loved Inteleon, but I also love Square Bunny. I didn't care for the uh the grass starter i, didn't, I did i, didn't I thought ca- the grass starter was i cool didn't again. i didn't care for Rillaboom. i didn't care for uh grookey but whatever it lies i didn't care for it that much but again that's one of the things that's special about pokemon and again that's one of the reasons why pokemon is special to a lot of people is that you don't really bond with the story you don't bond with the characters you bond with the pokemon and that's at the end of the day are you gonna still get that with this game yeah if for the right reasons no my pokemon chasing a yarn ball when we're having a picnic and it's floating like, sitting down and floating or sleeping, lying on the ground, floating and skidding <laughs> across the ground. Yes, that's been happening. I, I love it because it's so dumb. And I and I can't say that that's not an aspect of Pokemon that's not worth enjoying, and I think it is worth enjoying and playing the game. I just wish Game Freak would do better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish Game Freak would actually just take the time and say, hey, what can we do to these games to make them better? And sure. they would try to innovate I it.
2: totally agree with that. I think there's nothing wrong with them. The problem is, is, like, there's no other, like, like that's just look at the mindset of like before we leave like EA when 2k used to make the 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 football series and EA had their own Madden series there was competition to where like we got to improve we got to do this we have to do this uh what else can we do to make this game worth us buying no someone buying it and then the license got bought by EA and what has so happened So you're saying
0: we need a com- a direct competitor we with Game Freak, like another Pokemon creator? No. Because I don't know. I just Tim feel- Tim is a game that's been out. And Tim Tim would be the closest thing to a competitor to Pokemon right now. Really? Okay. Yes. Tim Tim. Was- no, I'm talking about two separate game developers making Pokemon games.
1: No. Because one of the other clients that I'm going to review coming out here was the Pokemon trading card game client. Yeah. That's coming out. <laughs> And the problem is that the beta for that is horrendous. It's bad. Oh, To give you an idea, somebody who has an iPhone, what is it, 13 right now? Yeah. They have an
0: iPhone 13. Is no, I think a 14 right now.
1: Is I, 14? I don't know. I don't know. I but don't care. They literally have one of the newest iPhone models out there. And the game gets so hot, you could probably bake an egg on the back of it. And a single battle, a Pokemon trading card game battle mm-hmm. in that game, took their phone from 80% to 50% in a single battle. Oh, crap. Holy crap. I need you to understand how shit yeah that has to be for that to happen how badly optimized it has to be so the thing is is that that right there immediately shows a stunning lack of quality on another pokemon product and that to me raises more flags saying hey maybe also the pokemon company is an issue here because to me it looks like i i don't know maybe like they chose niantic because niantic would be the cheaper option maybe they chose this developer for pokemon live because it's a cheaper option i don't know but like to me like i don't fucking know man like how does all this shit keep happening with my pokemon games how does this keep happening i don't know i want pokemon live the trading card game to come out and it'd be amazing but like everything is pointing towards it just being mediocre or not working properly and that to me scares the fuck out of me again for again another product i want to be good for pokemon but like fuck man what is it about all these pokemon products that just suck i don't get it (laughs) I, I don't get it. How the best and most grossing IP of all time continues to be mediocre. It makes no sense to me. Huh? Uh, I don't know. So we'll have to see. I, I am going to do more looking into that client when it does come out and it doesn't fry my phone to play it. Cause I want to do a review on the phone and the PC client of it, but
0: <laughs> fuck. So we're doing future stuff. Like what, who's got what's coming out soon.
2: Well, stuff. I think um, we have evil West coming out this tu- week. Tuesday. I think Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. I should be getting my copy Tuesday. I'm
0: waiting for code.
2: Um, what else do I... There was something else. Oh, I still have Tales of Borderland. I have still not touched that I game. I
0: almost bought that game. It was $21 on sale.
2: Uh, from what my friend says, it's good. It's just not as good as the first Tales of Borderlands game. Because, mm. like, the first Tales of Borderlands game was just fantastic from beginning to end. And it was so comically good. Like, if you had, like, to choose from the Telltale-style games... Yeah. It would have been The Wolf Among Us, Tales of Borderland, um, The Walking Dead... Season one, wait.
0: So, Tales of the Borderlands, there's no gunplay in that game.
2: It's like a point, it's
0: just like the Walking oh, Dead game. I wouldn't like that game, then I'm glad I didn't buy it. I don't yeah. like those types of games.
2: Yeah, Tales of the Borderlands, that's the very first one, was just like that. Mm. It's one of those things where like he'll remember that.
0: That's yeah, one. I'm glad I didn't
2: buy me that. Me and Andrew became friends thanks to Five Nights at Freddy's 2, I think it was, and season one of the Walking Dead yeah, game, right. Because me and him were talking about like like I did this and he used to go oh you did I did this kind of situation yeah but like those are like the top three in my honest to god opinion for the Telltale
0: games. We, are you getting the Ruby game? No. Are you getting Gungrave Gore? I don't think I am. I think that's coming out here soon. I know
2: I will. I, I know that right now I have uh, oh the next one I know that for a fact in December will be that Final Fantasy Crisis Core game. I know that for a Final month.
0: Fantasy Seven Reunion or Final Fantasy Reunion. I don't know what it's, it's called. It's Crisis Core. Is it actually called? Is it Crisis Core? Reunion? It's, the P,
2: it's the piece. I don't know. I know it's a PSP game brought yeah. back with you know everything yeah. fixed and right. stuff like that. So, so I, this
0: this isn't attached to this. This isn't anything to do with like it's a, the sequel to Seven Remake, right? This takes place before Seven. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to it,
0: but I'll have to, to see what happens. So I'm. Not...
2: I love the PSP game. I played the Living Crabs. I, I never of that finished
0: beat. it. It's I did, really I did good. Play it. I never finished it. Really, really good. Ah. Uh, yeah
2: so we do have a lot of games i still yep. have to play i still have to touch that's like my biggest problem with with, with game pass it's like oh hey this game's on here i'll download yep. it have i touched it yet no i'm like still stuck at some like halfway through Scorn right now about like ten, like six hours in and i'm constantly getting stuck on puzzles they're hard
0: what about uh pentiment have you played that one that's on game pass no, i seen it. I think I downloaded it, but I have not touched it yet. Mm. I'm, I'm still... I'm just like
2: I said, I was trying to finish up the season pass for Overwatch 2, which is I like, paid for it. Why not finish it? Yeah. Get it done in with. I have, think I have 15 days left. I'm like, screw it. Just get it done now kind of situation. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, like, like I said before, are these season passes worth it? Not really, in my opinion. No. I, I don't think
0: they are. I, I've said what I've got multiple times. You got the Gun... Uh, not Gungrave. I, I totally blanked. What the hell is it? Evil West. Evil West. I was going to say Gungrave. Evil West coming out on Tuesday, and then I am I am getting Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm not letting Greg's review sway me with it. I, I think that game's going to be fun. That's December 4th, and then December 16th or 14th or whatever it is is Crisis Core Remake and... Um, High on Life, High on Life also comes out the same day. Oh and my God, I forgot. will be playing I have,
2: I pre-installed that game already. Yep, You're right. me too. Me too. Right, so High played. on
0: Life is actually my most anticipated game this year. But I've just looking so, i looking forward to it. so. I want to see
2: how comical it really is. Yes. that's like that's the real question. How comical is this game?
0: Yep, I'm because really the looking voice forward actors from Rick and Morty are in this, and I'm kind of excited for it. And I still have Bayonetta to go through. I've still gotta my backlog's stupid. See, it's I wanna get
2: Bayonetta three, but like my dad's just my mom and dad were just like, What do you want for Christmas? And I was like I was like, I don't care about Christmas. They go like we need give me to me way, you... way
1: freak, I want a half naked chick on the fun play on. give me a bayonetta.
2: Yeah, there, yeah th- there we go. I should've <laughs> talked like that for them. Um, Did were, any like, of you ever
0: play Soul Hackers? No. Nope no I heard that game was good. There's a Soul Hacker 2 game that came out this year that I've heard good things about. But yeah, those are my games, and tons, tons, and tons of like backlog stuff. Next year is going to be backlogs for me. I have a so. lot of backlogs. I gotta finish.
2: Like, I, I, my goal is to finish God of War. I switched to lower difficulty just because I want to enjoy it. I'm like, I work so much. I don't have the time to like be like me in my early 20s where like i i'm only working part-time i have all this time in the world you know like school's done for this the, for this semester right i can play for a solid week with no concerns yep. I don't have that luxury i'm working 70 hours a week and like straight up like it's hard to like get yourself sometimes to like not fall asleep when you get home and try to finish playing god of war i want to i want to play god of war so bad
0: people don't want to hear about how old you're getting dude i'm not old (laughs) you work 70 hours and see what happens what you do no i get it i get you fall asleep yeah i understand your body hurts but you're not like when you're a teenager slamming red bull and staying up for for, and getting like three hours of sleep and being fine
2: but the same thing is i I was working 20 hours a week yeah that's true and like i would have some uh, i would like during winter break i had like what was it almost three weeks off yeah And I would work maybe after the holiday seasons, maybe about like 12 hours to 20 hours. Guess what? I have all that disposable time. Yeah. Working 70 hours a week, I get to play maybe two hours.
0: Just imagine if you were married and had kids.
2: <laughs> I, my friend still gets. No! My friend still plays games and being. He, he does it right. He gets no. his Saturday. That's his day. The game I'm is I'm just Saturday. thinking, you
0: think you got no time now. Imagine if you had uh, actual, like, responsi- adult responsibilities. We do have adult responsibilities, but there's no living Speak life. For yourself.
2: There's no living life responsibilities yeah. and commitment right. responsibilities.
0: Yep. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. We've been rambling for a little bit. Um, Your face has been rambling. <laughs> and silence will take us out. Oh,
2: no, I, I, I was trying to think of the song. I was like, wait, what is that song? I was pausing.
0: No, I was thinking, I, I'm actually wondering if, um, oh, I'm going to butcher them, like Nerd Out or Miracle of Sound or one of those guys. I wonder if they made me like parody songs. There's a see. bunch
2: of parodies. I know that, what was it? Smosh?
0: For, 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 uh, for this game
2: specifically. Oh, okay. I know there's a bunch of Pokemon parody songs. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, we'll figure it out. out.
3: Bye bye bye.
2: Pika pika. Pikachu.
3: I'm here. From the Sonic Frontiers original soundtrack.